Whirling Goblins, welcome back. Another beautiful week of Schlocktober, Murray. Yeah. I want to say the weather's been uh, pleasant, but it's just been raining nonstop. It's been too humid for me. Too humid, too much fucking rain. I got puddles everywhere. Not fun. Melhouse is having a hard time. I'm having a hard time with it. We're all having a hard time with it. But, I mean, these conditions are nothing compared, and you, we, uh, we knew this was going to happen. We're doing a whole month of spooky monsters, cryptozoologists, creatures, creatures of the night, creatures of the day, creatures of, uh, you know, fur, Zargthas might make a return. Who knows? Zargthas, yeah. But you think, our, you think our humidity is a problem? We actually have a guest here today because he caught wind of the movie we're doing. He's like, I got to get on this shit, guys. Right. You got you to gotta tag me well, in. Well, I mean, it's like we... we... There's very little we don't know. We, we're experts on action movies. That's, that's a given. Exactly. We, gotta... well, we have some blind spots. Even us. We're perfect, but we still have some blind spots. So sometimes we, and we're confident in our own selves. That's right. That we can have someone come on and educate us. Exactly. Some of us can't go in deprivation tanks, deprecation tanks, but, you know, that's all right. But our problems are nothing compared to his problems because, obviously, this guest we're going to mention is a monster hunter. Right. And it just so happens that somehow wires got crossed, he got doxxed, and a werewolf blew up his house. So he was in the middle of moving. We didn't know if we were going to be able to get him on this month. But, hey, he's... he's he said, guys, he's got a bu- you need me, I'm there. He's got a bug-out bag or whatever they call them, the doomsday course, preppers. Yeah. So I'm he was able soon. to get set up. He's got his microphone ready. And, I always uh, thought he lived on a boat like Rucker Howard and <laughs> Dead or Alive. <laughs> well, uh, without further ado, Chris... Thank you for coming back, like Canthropus Chris, everybody. I said it I today. I it. You said it correctly. I said it correctly. Um, yeah, you, you've been practicing. I, I actually have been. I wrote it down all over my wall, so when I walk by, I have to say stare it. in a mirror and repeat it over and over again. That's right. That's how you get the phonetics right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you say uh, it enough times, I'll pop up behind you. <laughs> now, uh, houseboat living, because Murray's very curious about it. Would you consider it, or is that not an option for you? Uh, only if I get to rent out a space on Yacht Rock Sean's rot, uh, yacht. Wow. Name drop from Yacht Rock Sean. That. Love just call back. <laughs> this guy listens, and I oh, love it. We'll, we'll have to ask Sean if he's got room on his yacht. He might be able to get you like a ding here. Hey, if you can get rid of bodies, you can be his Billy. I think Chris knows a thing or two about getting rid of bodies. <laughs> right. He's got rid of a lot of I bodies. I think we got a high seas Jerry and Billy situation going on here. Yeah. Wait, what's that? <laughs> Jerry and Billy from the movie we're talking about. Oh! <laughs> right, right. Are you seven and a half feet tall, Chris? Because I think Billy's seven and a half feet tall, right? Uh, no, He's just under feet. six foot. And that one one inch I'm missing makes a big difference. No, <laughs> right. Of course it does. Another guy who can't be a Chippendale. You can't be a Chippendale. Oh, oh man. motherfucker. Oh, and- damn. There goes that backup career. I know. <laughs> I, that was, I think that was every guy's backup career. Is Chippendales. I was, and now we find out you got to be at least six feet tall. I mean, behind the scenes, when the last time we were talking to Jack, because he's, of course, a, a, a extremely well-successful uh, novel, men's novelist. Yeah, men's literaturist. Men's literaturist. <laughs> we were pitching a whole idea of a Chippendale dancing <laughs> vampire hunter. He does all the dancing at night. Some vampires. Right, well, it, it works. You work at night. You know, Chippendales guys, so you're up when the the, when mm-hmm. the freaks come out. I, it makes perfect sense to me. But uh, mm. we were gonna have you star in it, but I, I guess we gotta have to find someone <laughs> over six feet. Yeah. 
Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. The fictional, version Sorry, Chris. Of, <laughs> the fictional version of Chris is actually six feet tall. There we go. <laughs> six feet uh, tall and much better built than I am. <laughs> Let's put some lifts in your shoes. There we go. Just a couple lifts, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, just get platform shoes like Frankenstein. There we go. Right. Oh, my God. Or Danzig. I got to know. I was watching my favorite, one of my favorite. I This is one of the only Halloween, I guess, movies that I watch every year, Young Frankenstein. Is Peter Boyle that tall? I don't think so. Okay. I don't know if he's short, but I don't know. if he's. Because a... he looks short as shit on Everybody Loves Raymond. Well, he did have platform Frankenstein boots. Yeah, they, they were fucking huge-ass platforms then. <laughs> yeah, well, Frankenstein is. I think Boris Karloff had fucking huge Oh yeah, yeah. Boris Karloff was already pretty tall, but they they gave him the platform boots to make him even taller. Jesus, got to make those monsters a skyscraper. What's uh, what's a universal monster? I mean, I imagine some universal monsters have gone extinct because uh, obviously you're a successful hunter of monsters and everything. Which one have they put to like? Just it's gone now. Have we gotten rid of any of them? Uh well the the swamp uh fishmen uh like uh like the creatures from your black lagoons uh due to uh well due to environment lost and and uh, deforestation there's not really a whole lot of places left for them to go so they've they've kind of fallen off the radar a bit more than they already had unfortunately but who knows maybe some of them uh, I've heard legends that some of them have taken up residence in sewer systems like a, like in New York or Chicago. So maybe maybe they're making a comeback. I heard they're going to migrate to London because it's going to be flooded in 5 years ago it's going to be flooded. Yeah. That split second. I imagine they're going to get a, a resurgence here. Hopefully there's just a couple of them left because this that's your guys's kill. That's your territory. You're supposed to go out there. Now that just makes me think of something else. Do we have, like, idiots like uh, the Donald Trump Juniors of the world who pay people to take them hunting and then, like, put a live animal in front of them to shoot? Are people doing that with, uh, you know, these monsters and everything? Yeah, there's, there's a handful of them that, uh, that do try to go out and, and hunt <sighs> down uh, some of, these, uh, uh, some of these, these almost mythological uh, cryptids, uh, as we call them. Uh, and thankfully, I, I, I suppose, uh, they uh, are very unsuccessful at it. Um, there's a reason why these, these beings have existed, have persisted uh, for so many, so many years and are still hiding in the shadows to good. this day. That's good. We, we That's a great it. idea for a movie, Griff. Like guys who full. like game hunt for like, like, yeah, Monsters? I don't know where all these ideas... They're just falling out of my brains today. I was, you know, I, I actually have a movie. Uh, there's an anthology werewolf film that is very, very low budget um, that I can't remember the, the name of it, but there's a segment in there where it's kind of the reverse of that, where there's redneck werewolves that are hunting, uh, hunting humans that, that they catch and release out into a field. Hmm. All right. So it... Is it kind of like that? What was that game where they most hunt dangerous people? game? The most dangerous game. It's kind of like that, but they're probably like cats playing with mice. So they're just teasing the humans around. I like it. Or dogs with squirrels. Or dogs. Do dogs do that? I've only had one dog that caught a squirrel, and it was the fat dumpy dog that you didn't think could run. And I caught her in the backyard, and she was just gnawing the brain of a squirrel. I had a dog that would catch squirrels all the time and kill them. 
Yeah. To snap their neck. And just snap their them. neck and then leave them. Oh. Yeah. yeah, this is the first time I've seen it. And it wasn't just a snap the neck and leave it. It was gnawing its brain. I called that dog Butter Chubs. Did the dog get, like, rabies or anything from it? No. Not that, uh... Not brain. Did, usually did you call it Butter Chubs before or after he chewed on the brain? <laughs> uh, pretty much her whole existence, she was Butter Chubs. Because she started out svelte as a puppy... And then by the first or second month, she was just fat. She was a little puggle, and apparently they have weight problems. And, uh, yeah, she bloated up. And there was one time where I was pulling a roast out of the oven or something, and it fell on the floor, and it was the size of her, and she grabbed it and was just, like, (laughs) dragged it under a table. Uh, Our other dog at the time, Tyrone, he came over. He was trying to get it, and she was just, like, fucking gnawing and clawing at him. It It was crazy. So she became Butter Chubs. It was also very inspired by uh, the year's sake, C Lab 2021, because they called the fat kid in that Butter Chubs. So just mm. toss that in there. Good. A little C Lab 2021 reference. You know, our dear friend Mike threw out a nice little nod our way in his latest newsletter. I saw that. Yeah, so thank you, Mike, for that. He's not listening. I know, but it's okay. Psychically throw that out. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> You want to get into this movie? Again? Yeah, let's go ahead and get into this movie. All right. Well, let's get ready for this trailer. Welcome to Fright Night. Trailer for real. What would you do if you accidentally discovered the house next door was occupied by something not human? Something horrifying. Something unspeakably evil. No one believes you. Mom, I didn't have a nightmare. Not your mom. They did kill a girl over there. Not your girlfriend. Charlie, is this some sort of a trick to get me back? Not even the police. Look, I know it's crazy. I know that, but look, Lieutenant! It knows that you know. You'll do anything to protect yourself. But it will do anything to protect its secret. This could be the night of your life. All right. And this movie starts out spooky night. Wind's blowing, trees flowing, and we're slowly creeping up to a bedroom where we hear the sounds of some nice horror, some classic horror movies. Right. We get a like make, we get a movie within a movie because this is obviously not a real movie starring Peter Vincent because he's the host of this uh, horror show, which I've. Found out I'm the only guy old enough on this show to remember when we had horror hoes. Because I found we just found out, even though Chris has a very strong manly voice, it's, he's, it's, a, he's a young lad. It's from years of monster hunting. That's gonna I put know. some fucking hair on your chest. Yeah, I, I mean, know. come on. So yeah, I remember these days, so it took me back. One uh, of the best parts is even in the movie within the movie, there's fucking crazy details. Uh, is 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 it this part, Chris, where we get to see some of those uh, wonderful uh, Peter Vincent details fighting the Vincent Price? <laughs> just stick yeah, 
Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm probably going to be trying to call him Roddy Piper throughout this whole damn thing, too. <laughs> so, right there with you. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Roddy McDowell as Peter Vincent is uh, – there's a shot of him uh, jumping into the into the scene uh, to, to do his vampire hunting thing. And he pulls out a wooden stake, but it's facing the wrong way. And he gets the hammer out and just runs towards them. Um, <laughs> So it, it's meant to be like he was uh, he, he was not exactly a good actor in his youth and just got typecast in all of these movies and is now just kind of a wash up guy uh, trying to uh, to just do horror hosts of exclusively his own movies uh, to stay relevant and make a make a paycheck. Oh. Uh, but yeah, also as it's as it's uh, uh, zooming into the house. Uh, along with the the other noises, there's this over the top uh, like kissing noise that sounds like somebody like yeah. sucking on a hose or something. Yeah, <laughs> the foley the foley guy was doing some great work to, for this scene. That's true. He was imagining what do horny teenagers sound like? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then he went under disguise uh, in disguise to, uh, as the gym shop teacher. Gym shop teacher. To no, a high school. What a gym shop teacher. And... Woodshop, gym, what? <laughs> he did woodshop and gym. So you're like doing push-ups while you're like working someone's, a lathe? While someone's breaking a chair over your back. Oh, a chair right. that they built themselves. Yeah, playing dodgeball while all the uh, uh, the, the circular saws running was probably yeah. uh, probably a pretty interesting game. I will say. Are when, they making steaks? In my, <laughs> there we go. In my junior high, a fight broke out in the woodshop. And somebody threw, it was one of those uh, chairs with the desk arm that's built into it, picked it up and fucking threw it across the room, Donkey Kong style. It was amazing. That was uh, probably the scariest fight I've ever seen because of all the saws and everything that, you know, are all over the place. But yeah. So we got got the Peter Vincent shit in the background, but... Our hero Charlie, he's not even he didn't give a fuck what's on TV. Well yeah, he's he's going full Pete Rose here. Pete Rose. You don't understand this reference? Pete Rose would steal second and get the third base. Charlie Hustle? So he's try he's trying to What are the bases again? I always get confused by the base. I don't know the bases that well either. Second base, I think, is when you get some tit action going. Yeah, that's I thought. And third base is you when, you get, in, when you get in the jeans. Uh, oh, okay. And then home plate is when you get some kind of penetration. Okay. Depends. Well, what's getting your dick sucked? What base is that? Oh, you're leading. Is that a bunt? You're, well, that depends, Marie. It, it okay. depends on how undressed she is. Because if it's an over-the-jeans scene, it's just pat- you got a good lead off first base. Now, if you, she's fully clothed and you get your dick sucked, that's when a pass ball goes by the catcher. And so it's basically you get free third base. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I mean, everybody, the Wikipedia page, I wrote it. It's out there. You just have to look it up. Griff's explanation of the bases in sexual intercourse. So, yeah, definitely a bit more in-depth than uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. <laughs> this you know, is why this I thought he was older than He's getting meatloaf references, for <laughs> no, fuck's sake. I have no idea what that I was. I like that album. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is bad out of hell. <laughs> it, it was not bad out of hell. So, no, I know that one song. <laughs> like a bad out of hell. That's for you, Portland. So, <laughs> uh, Peter Vincent's in the background. Charlie is going for second base. Titty yep. action, second base. Yeah, he, so titty he, action, second so base. So he's trying. Yeah, he's trying to get underneath those teenage <laughs> training undergarments. <laughs> That's right. And she ain't having any of it. She's like, no. See, I. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I got to interrupt this again because this is – I like how they did this. They they have pillows set up on the floor because you know that mattress is squeaky as shit. Yeah, you know mom would just walk in. You want to be like, oh, we were studying. They get books probably laid out right next yeah. to Yeah, so know. it was like to avoid the sound of the bed squeaking, you got to set it up on the floor. and You make, make a nice little lovemaking den with all the pillows and everything. So Lovemaking den. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I thought they were just hiding. I thought mom walked in because mom does there's no boundaries. She just walks right in. Mom is very sex positive with her kids. <laughs> very yeah. sex positive. She wants him to yeah, get as we kid. find out later. <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's like, when are you gonna put a ring on that? <laughs> so, did you hit it yet, Charlie? Third base, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so she's like, you know, she's not ready for that yet. She's a good girl. Yeah. And but he's he, he, I've been there. You're like, you're trying to go as far as you can go. The woman's job, the guy's job is still far you can go. The woman's job is to let you know you can't go that far. <laughs> and she's letting him know, no second base. You're just getting, you're, you're trapped on first base. <laughs> it's a good pitcher. He knows how to keep a guy on first base. Right. He's using a lot of pitch overs, you know, he's right. throwing them wild. He's keeping you on first. He's doing a good job. And then, so he's like, what the fuck? He pulls a Pete Rose, he pulls a Bobby Knight on her and starts screaming at her. He's like, my balls are fucking blue. What the fuck? Oh. We were dating three months. And she, she never tell- touched my dick even over the jeans. She tells him to pipe up, mister. And he does. He's like, you're right. I'm sorry. And him just apologizing like that, she's like, I'm ready. That's it. That's all I need <laughs> to hear. But before he, he hears something outside. And, well, he, and we, we learn, Charlie, mind your fucking business, Charlie. This is the whole, we're going to learn that Charlie's the true villain of this movie because he cannot mind his fucking business. He hears shit coming from outside. Yeah, let's get Chris's gauge on this. Is Charlie the villain of this movie? You know, I hadn't actually considered that. I'm curious to see where you're going with, uh, with uh, oh, so that uh, illustration. Uh, Chris is on the fence and... Uh, <laughs> As usual, uh, I don't. I'll, I'll convince you by the time the show's over. Everyone's going to be like, "But Jerry, good guy." Yeah, I don't. He's know. a vampire named Jerry. For fuck's sake, how can you hate that? I can appreciate some things about uh, uh, about uh, what's his name? I forgot his name already. Who Our you? hero, Charlie. Charlie, your oh, hero, God. not mine. I'm going to write this name down so I don't forget. <laughs> He's such a zero. That's my problem with him. Is well, I don't give true. a shit about him. True. So that's my problem with them. Well, I don't, you know, I don't like people who don't mind their own business and rifle through people's shit. So I'm immediately <laughs> on, Jerry, on Jerry's side. So he sees our, our hero, my hero, Jerry and his, his longtime companion, his oh, roommate. Oh, I'm using air quotes. Oh, I get why you're into, into Jerry. I get it. No, we'll get into that okay, later when okay, we actually okay. meet him. I get it. We see him and his roommate, I'm using air quotes, Billy, mm-hmm. carrying a coffin. Into like they got one of those old. You only I only see him. Yeah, I've never seen him in like real life, but you see him in the movies all the time. The fucking outdoor cellar entrance. Yeah, yeah. You got the entrance with like a tornado cellar. Kind yeah, of thing, like Midwest. I, I did. This, see... Apparently, this movie is set in Iowa. I thought it was California. It was set in Ooh. Iowa. Iowa, really? Because and some somebody on IMDb looked at the eviction notice Peter Vincent get. It says like whatever city Iowa on it. Wow, I didn't know Iowa had enough residents to evict people. Apparently, they do. All right. So there, and he's, and then she's like, like you said, she's got her, she took off her uh, training undergarments. She's ready to go. Am my and he's got, he's got his binoculars. Binoculars always sitting at the side of his window. What's going on with that, Charlie? Yeah, he hasn't had neighbor. He's looking at the neighbors, which this house has been vacant apparently for years. 
But just in case, maybe teenagers <laughs> go in there to fuck. Probably. That's it. Because he's a creep. He is a, he's a creep. And so he's like, shut up, shut up. I'm looking at something here. And she's just like, what's going on? I thought we were going to make love. And he's just like, no, no. He's like, there's, there's people moving in. They're, they got a coffin. Yeah. And she's just like, ugh. Been watching too many of those Perry Vincent movies. Yeah. Peter Vincent. Peter Vincent. Peter Vincent. You got the first letter right, at least, in the last name. <laughs> Perry uh, was the name of the vampire dog from fucking... <laughs> Forever from night. our tippy tap of Forever Night, but you need to go listen to. Oh, Not enough downloads on that. Oh, listen. beautiful episode. So, yeah, so she just walks out in a huff, you know, because <laughs> she was ready to go to the bone zone, and he's just like, he'd rather, we, watch, he'd rather watch his neighbors. She was giving him a free pass to second base. That, that was it? That doesn't mean that he was, was sitting uh, all the way home. Wow. I mean, we don't know how far she was willing to go. I don't know, but we will never know, because she gets out, and she... Walks out, goes downstairs. We this is where we meet Judy, Charlie's mom. What was Judy like, doing here? She was watching TV. Oh, she's watching I think she was actually she, was she, she had a glass up to the door listening because oh. you know she's a creep. Yeah, like you know, like mother like son. They're just creeps. You know? Oh, because like you said, she's very sex positive. She's like, are you guys fucking yet? Yeah, it's been three months. When are you gonna put a baby in that woman, Charlie? He's like, Mom, we're just in high school. And he's just obsessed with fucking Jerry. He's like looking out the window down there. And like, uh, Amy's like, I'll I'll see you tomorrow at school, Charlie. Yeah, well, there's a newscast going on in the background. And I think they were talking about someone being dead. Yeah, they found like a headless body behind the rail yards where nothing good ever happens. Right. Right right next to a wharf. We haven't even talked about the rail yards yet. I feel like one time, maybe last October, I think we got to talk about how dangerous the rail yards are. Everybody, hobo fights. Everybody, America is a very dangerous place. Yes. Wharfs, railways. That's why we don't have railways in, like anywhere. That's why we're having all this problem getting goods into the country now. There's so much murder happening on the wharfs that we Jesus. can't get all these te- these these goods in. That's right. All we yeah, can the get rail in- yards are the wharfs of the uh, of the landlocked. States. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- this is where Charlie looking out the window, just peeping on the neighbors still. Mom's, uh, you know, trying to communicate with girlfriend. Amy. God, Amy. I'm writing these names down. Well, my they're, brain. Yeah, they're, they're actually written right down here on our notes. Yeah, I know. I got to put you them know. somewhere obvious where I can <laughs> see them when my brain farts. Got to put yeah. down Peter. Let's do so that. Amy goes home. He. Charlie's oblivious. He's just got all eyes on Jerry and Billy. Yeah. And, and this, this this is where mom starts explaining to him, honey, now's the time. Divorce rates are going up, up, up. You gotta, you can't, wait, was it, you can't fight with your girlfriend or you have to fight with your girlfriend? I don't remember. Yeah. Something, something about you gotta do something. And that was useful information yeah, for everybody. <laughs> Next day we're at school. Charlie's pissed off because the, the teacher had the audacity to put a pop quiz. Yeah, pop quizzes. Murray's probably the only one that's ever had a pop quiz. I don't think I've had a pop quiz. Oh, okay. No. That's like every 80s show told me pop quizzes yeah, were every day. Yeah, we is, might have. I don't remember. Is that just a, 30 years ago, I was in high school. Fuck. Is yeah. that just a... Te- well, look at the trauma it's caused Charlie here. Because <laughs> well, he's just a whiny bitch. And then he's got his, his, uh, his Dick Durkin <laughs> evil head. <laughs> The only guy who's a bigger loser than fucking... Because when you're a loser and you know you're a loser, you have to find a bigger loser to be your friend. Now, 
how can Evil Ed be a loser? He's wearing a Michael Jackson <laughs> jacket right here. And we know only the coolest people could wear Michael Jackson jackets. Yeah, 85 was kind of dying out. So he was like the guy who got it like a year after everybody. He got it. He, he, he didn't have the glitter thrift. glove on too. But yeah. that was like, no, that wasn't cool in 85. He got it from like a, you know, thrift store or something. Exactly. And he probably stole it. He probably got it for hand me down from Charlie. And abuse of overalls in this movie too. Everyone's There's got a, overalls. I will say and... it's it's very uh, not flattering eighties fashion, but very accurate eighties fashion. So and people didn't yeah, dress like I, that. I I don't know how I missed it, but yeah, now that I'm looking a bit closer at at, at Ed's Michael Jackson jacket, he has overall straps that go to nowhere, yeah. that yeah. just go down to his shirt pockets over his shoulders and then vanish. Right. What is it's... that? I know. The last time I've seen something that weird was Fidinho and the Puma Man. Yeah, like, just... Well, I'm not going to... Evil Ed's awful, all right? <laughs> I mean, he's just garbage. Now... And he's super annoying on top of it. He's one of those guys where you're like... And we, we have a guy... I'm not going to mention names that we have in our life. I don't agree with this. That you're on. like... Because you're, you're, you're phony. Because you're like... This guy's pretty all right. And then he just spazzes on you out of nowhere. And you're like, I hate this guy. I want to stab him in his fucking face. The guy who just for some reason has to be a spaz. And this is Evil Ed. I don't think he's that much of a spaz. Here's Griff's line. Evil Ed is awful. Literally here. But now he's like, oh, he's a pretty good guy. Well, I didn't say he was a good guy. I just said he's not like so. He didn't lure me in. I think he's very interesting. And that No, he's not interesting at all. He he has like this very weird teenage charm to him, like no charm at all to him. What are you talking about? Well, in the sense, anti charm. Okay, not he is many things, but charming is not one of them. (laughs) And this is coming from somebody who actually does kind of like the character just simply because he's a nut job. (laughs) Okay, charm was the wrong word, everybody. I agree, but he's got this like teenage authenticity to him he reminds me of like the simpsons teenager who's in every fast food restaurant and has like you know voices always cracking except he has his own like weird little vernacular well this actor was so not charming that he got basically got typecast in this role and later had to become a gay porn star in the 90s oh you noticed that too (laughs) yeah i was uh, I've seen him in t- at least two other films, uh, a sci-fi film from 1990, I think, called Moon 44, and uh, 976 Evil, which I think was Robert England's uh, directorial debut. And uh, yeah, he basically is just playing the same character in both of those films. And then as I was scrolling through his IMDb to see what else he did, there's an, basically an entire chapter of his life in the 90s where he just goes and does nothing but uh but like hardcore gay pornos <laughs> uncut uncut glory hunk hotel transsexual prostitutes do which fascinatingly enough somehow came out a year before the first transsexual uh, prostitutes <laughs> <laughs> prequel <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so that's what's gonna happen to you if you have the the, the charm of an evil lad. What the fuck? You, you make straight... it sound like it's wrong that he went into gay. Maybe that's his too. It's fascinating. Yeah, exactly. If you went in Hollywood movies, the next step, gay porn. No, you want to go higher in the in Hollywood. You want to go gay porn. I all right. And I'm not making judgments about gay any porn. When you go from like Hollywood to porn, you're going down a step. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> yeah, most people get their start in porn. They don't regress back. Exactly. This isn't a Tracy Lords thing where she went he off to He wanted to fade from the back. You know, he... Yeah, exactly. He, he chose that. Kid. He was I wa- like... Okay, I wonder if he still... He actually turned down the sequel. He was going to be the main villain in the sequel to this, and he turned it down to do 976 Evil, which Chris just brought up. Okay. Bad move. Bad career move. You think so? Uh, yes. To be honest, I like 976 Evil. There you go. Not I well I don't know I didn't like the sequel to this movie. Back at home, Charlie he's got the fucking and th- th- you were talking about authenticity. Charlie's got that authentic. Everybody in movies has to have, has to have classic cars. Yes. He's got a Ford Mustang, but he has a shitty one that's full of primer like spots all over it. I, which is that's more authentic to yeah, me. Yeah, it you know? looked like everything about it was in good condition. It's just they made the paint job awful. Well, it was because he had primer spots from like you know for repairing shit, like with Bondo oh, and shit. Oh, got so it. Was. Okay, yeah. I, I figured it was to like cover up rust spots or something. Yeah, it's exactly what it was. Okay. And so he comes home. And as he's, you know, he's pulling up, a taxi pulls up. And in Iowa, there's no people driving taxis around. So that's already interesting. Then he sees a woman in the heel get out. And apparently feet are his thing because he's just staring at those feet for a good while. And the woman finally gets out of the car. And she's like, oh, is this 99 Evil Drive? Or whatever. 976 Evil Drive. 976 Evil Drive. Oh, no, that's the house right there. I'm very happy with the continuity. Because I did notice when he went into this house, it was 101 Evil Drive. Very happy about that continuity. They got it right. But this woman gets out, and she's like, oh, okay. And she starts walking away. And Charlie's just like, hubba, hubba, hubba. Well, he's a horny kid. We learned that. Yeah, that's fine. And he's like, I can't wait to get my monocs out. I'm going to be watching this all (laughs) night. Exactly. But they do a zoom in on her butt. But she's got like 80s, you know, flat butt. So it's not really like a show or anything. Griff, that wasn't just any 80s flat butt. That what? was <laughs> Heidi Sorensen, Miss July, 1981's <laughs> flat butt. Her turn-ons are physically fit people, children, <laughs> animals, the ocean and the sun, and people who like to laugh. Her turn-offs are lazy people, people who are late, crowds, and wasting her time. <laughs> so a vampire might be right up her alley because obviously... They're very attractive. They have vampiric like charm, but then they can also turn into animals. Well, they have they have money. She's a prostitute. That's all she needs. But again, I'm just saying for this porn star, this or this uh, playmate, that's the perfect thing because charming, handsome, athletic, and can turn into an animal. He's checking so many of her boxes. Yes. Yeah. He's going to be checking out her box pretty soon. <laughs> so. <laughs> Later that night, like you said, our creep, uh, he's got, <laughs> he's got fucking porno, like, splayed out everywhere. What was, what was that about? Uh, I don't know. Well, he, well, this is, no, I'm getting ahead of myself. He just hears a scream. He's, like, doing his trigonometry, because he's awful at trigonometry. We learned he blew the pop quiz. Yeah. Who was doing trig in high school? Is that I was, yeah. You were? I, yeah, I, I, I was, I, too. I, I, there was a whole story. I couldn't graduate my class because I fucking was shitty at trig. All oh. right, I told you that story. Right? I almost killed a teacher. Anyway, <laughs> so I only remember the one about you not giving a shit about the <laughs> people who died. <laughs> I still don't. Later that night, yeah, Charlie just hears a scream, and he's like, "Whoa, he must be fucking her really good," you know. And then he just like jerks one off, goes to bed. Later that day, they're at the diner. Is it is it is it the cat school cafeteria or is it a diner? I don't know what was going on here. It was a diner. I'm pretty sure this was at night. Are, are you feeling diner, Chris? 
there was a waitress in a diner uniform, so okay. yes, it was. And up until you guys pointed that out, I thought it was the the high school cafeteria. Um, but oh, yeah. there actually is a, 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 a little bit that happened before the night stream uh, where his, uh, Charlie's mom says that the neighbors apparently have a live-in carpenter. Yeah. Uh, and who's probably gay based on her luck. Uh, and I, I feel like there's a wood joke somewhere in there. We got to remember, this is 80s Iowa. So if you see two guys living together, you're, they're probably going to think they're gay. Uh, yeah, and well, that was that. If you really want to get rid of a vampire, just say, Charlie should have just said, "Hey, there's two gay guys living next to me." They probably would have run him out of town like nothing. <laughs> Vampires are not going to do anything. But. That's a good point. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's uh, Amy comes up and she actually apologizes for Charlie being such a fucking boorish prig the other day. She's just like, "Look, it was my fault. I led you on." Boorish prig? Yes. Is that a thing? Yes. Huh. And he's just like. Not even listening to her again. He's staring at the fucking TV. Well, he, he starts listening to her. He's like, oh, Amy, of course I'll, I'll take you back. You know, you were being a little bit pushy, you know, not letting me get in you and everything. But, yeah, I'll take you back. And then, yeah, this is when we notice Cronkite in the corner. Yeah, and we see a story that there's another body, headless body found. And they show a picture, and it's, it's Heidi. And he's like, I, I recognize that flat ass. So he's standing up. And then, of course, Evil Ed, who's just always kind of hovering around in the background somewhere. He comes over. Hey, Brewster, <laughs> what's going on? The head was missing. Evil <laughs> Ed. Uh, it's unique. Yeah, he, he sounds like he's about to bust a nut laughing yes. uh, as, he, as he's talking about the, the other killing. Right, and he's a bit warped, and he's the only one going to be busting a knot because Amy grabs her sloppy Joe. She grabs somebody. Okay, <laughs> Amy is kind of a horrible person because she, unless she paid this kid, well, of course she's horrible. She won't get let him get to second base for <laughs> after three months. I thought you were going to say because she's <laughs> trying to fuck Charlie, but no, you're going for it because she's not putting out after three months. Come on, let him touch a tip. Three months, a year. They've been dating a year. A year. That's right. So, I mean... That's even worse. You you know the only person worse than Charlie? Amy. <laughs> but she grabs somebody else's... It looks like a hamburger, but then in the next <laughs> scene, it's a sloppy Maybe joe. Maybe it was a chili burger. I don't know. Because oh. there was a lot of stuff on it. There was a lot of stuff. How did you stuff. feel about that? You don't like shit on... You don't like sandwiches to begin with, but you don't like shit on... No, you got to keep things simple, all right? I don't like iceberg lettuce. Stop putting that on shit. It's pointless. You know, a tomato, take it or leave it. Just got to keep things simple. You want to get the real flavors in there. You don't need to waste your time with bullshit. So Charlie goes home, comes home in his shitty car. Not and... even to talk about how she stubs out a fucking sloppy joe in his face? We just did. Did we actually get to it? What's there more to talk about? She put the sloppy joe in his face. Oh. End of scene. And scene. Okay, thank oh, you. Actually, there was a little bit more to talk about because in the background, there was a song called Rock Myself to Sleep playing in the back uh, in the diner. Um, uh, basically the lyrics being along the lines of, I, I can't stop thinking about you. And that's when Amy sits down. So the, the, one of the things I really like about this, this film is how the, uh, the, the music selection always seems to line up with uh, whatever the theme of the scene is. I I like that. And I know, I know you, uh, you have your soundtrack and everything that you were, uh, listening to. <laughs> You actually have this on vinyl, or 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, at, at some point, my dad used to work at a record store, I think, or at least he used to free, be friends with somebody who was. So he ended up with a uh, with a promo copy that was just meant to be for uh, uh, not just display, but also for uh, demoing it uh, for uh, uh, for uh, customers to get them to buy it. Oh. And when they're just cleaning out their stuff, he ended up with it. And years, decades later, I ended up with it. So yeah, it's still plays great. That's good soundtrack. Awesome. And, I was just gonna say it's actually a good soundtrack. It's not like our sleaze movie la- or our Hess movie last week, where we had to deal with fucking like Puma Man seventies like disco music while people were being traumatized. <laughs> well, they wanted to traumatize us as long with them. So, so Charlie comes home from school. And he's like lurking around uh, Jerry's house. Yep. We see Billy inside painting the. This fucking basement has five million windows in it. Well, everything he's, about this like little suburb cul-de-sac thing they live in is just like crazy because they have like a normal sized house. Which how does a mom on her own afford this? What's going on with Charlie's dad? Deadbeat. Yeah, I want maybe that comes up in Fright Night too. No, it doesn't. Okay. But yeah, so there's this, like you said, it's a Dungeon Dragons house. It's like it's a pretty big size house on the outside, but it's humongous on the inside. Yeah, you get inside and magic happens. There's thirty foot tall statues. There's like the mansion staircase that goes up and leads in two different directions. It's amazing. Yeah, well, that's why Jerry bought it. Yeah, well, he's got a lot of taste. <laughs> why would you want to live in Iowa unless you lived in a house like that? You know, that's a good. Why point. is a vampire living in Iowa? Uh, because at least he's. Least you least place you least expect a vampire. So I'm assuming. I'm assuming that I would wrong. never assume a guy named Jerry was a vampire. Question about vampires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why have I? Maybe I just I'm not experienced enough. I've only read a couple Anne Rice that's, novels. That's why we have the vampirologist with us. So right. yeah, maybe Chris can help me out here. Have they ever done a situation where they keep a person alive and just chained up, and you know when they need a fix, they just go over and suck their blood and allow them to? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that actually was a plot to another film that I can't remember the title of. It was a more contemporary one from the early 2000s that had Sam Neill in it, uh, where basically it's kind of the post-apocalyptic future where vampires have basically taken over the world, but they're having a crisis where they're, uh, basically their feeding stock of humans is starting to run dry and they're... Uh, they're trying to figure out how to uh, how to replenish it. Mm. I like the sound of that. I want to do kind of like the raid or the dread movie, where you have the whole like tower that people are in, and you just keep making them all fornicate and make children and everything. And then there's vampires running it. Vampires are the landlords, and they just steal people and kill them and say, "Oh no, you're just dying of old age." That's my other work in progress. I've got three works in progress right now. So Charlie, being the nosy fuck that he is, he starts tr- going for that those cellar doors. He's like rattling them, but fucking Billy's on to him. He saw him through the basement window. He's like, "Hey, kid, what are you?" He's like, "Adult evil ad." He's like, "What's going on?" <laughs> oh, no, nothing. And he just runs away, and then you know, Charlie scurries back into his house, and he's like polishing his binocs, getting them ready. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna watch tonight." Oh yeah. Because apparently, this is the thing, though. I don't know. Maybe Chris would know this. He's a vampirologist. Do vampires have to kill somebody every night? That was the other th- question I had. Yeah. Like, what's the feeding situation? Yeah, I 
feel like he he should really kind of pace himself a bit more, but I think because uh, Jerry is just so full of himself that he just uh, he, he just had so many years of not getting caught that he just has stopped caring and is getting a bit sloppy now. I mean, the connections that are happening here, you don't have to use much of the red string. New guy has moved in. Suddenly, people are winding up headless. But they're always at the rail yard, which you assume that you, you assume some headless bodies are going to pop up at the rail yard because it's the rail yard. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So it's not all that different. I mean, the news has a segment from what we could tell. I mean, you got uh, 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 Peter Price, on, Peter Vincent on at seven o'clock. And the news preceding it, you know, they end with their segment about, hey, we found another headless person. Well, that's another person. thing. Peter Fence is on every goddamn night. This like, is what I love. Yeah. Usually and it's like once a week. You get I didn't even show. think he was introducing movies. I thought he was acting out a live 30-minute <laughs> movie every night. I thought he was just that genius. <laughs> so Charlie's got the binox. He's got the junk food. He's got the porn. Yeah. I don't know what was that about. But oh, he, yeah. He breaks out the porn. He's, that's a risky way to jerk <laughs> off, by the way. You got all that salt granules on your hand and everything. You're gonna try you don't to want Cheeto dust on your dick. You know? You're sitting in an open window <laughs> while you're doing it. You got to have that good breeze hitting you because you're going to be working up a sweat. So he nods off and he comes to and he sees this beautiful naked woman, topless woman, across in Jerry's house. Oh, yeah. You see Jerry well, behind he, her. He did hear starting over playing and he was like, what? What? Starting over? And we see Jerry, and he's he's fucking making the move on her, coming from behind, feeling it's like it's got, an '80s got, movie. You got a lump there. There might be something going on there. Check it out. Let's check it out. Yep. And then he notices that the fingernails are like fucking long as shit. And he's like, maybe he's into coke. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to judge. And then the fangs come out. Yeah. And he's just about to bite into the neck, and then Jerry senses that that perv sense. He's like, yeah, watching. Yeah. And then he looks up and he sees our boy Charlie got the binocs out, just staring there. His penis is probably still hanging out of his jeans. <laughs> and he's just like, he, he, Jerry kind of like likes it. I guess. I, I mean, why would why would you be in front of a window like doing this if you didn't want to be watched? I mean, he had to know. He had to know that the neighbor kid was staring. I mean, Billy probably told him too. Right, and it's right in the room, right across from. He's almost asking for it. There way. is. I, it's impossible to have a Billy character and not do a rap. Billy! <laughs> I can't not hear it. So, but but like, Jerry's like, uh-uh, the show's over. And he pulls down oh, the blind. It's very, I like yeah. how he did that. There's actually a very interesting uh, little note that I actually just noticed as I was clipping back through that. Um his ring, uh, which is what uh, what ends up kind of popping up again very briefly uh, the next time Jerry pops up, it is it appears to be kind of based off of the like the classic Dracula uh, emblem. So evidently, that's just something the prop department put together as a, as another nod towards classic uh, uh, oh. classic vampire films. Cool. So Charlie sees out the window that Billy's got this human-like bundle that he's taking out of the car, uh, taking mm. out of the house and putting into this car. A, a nice Jeep. And he's just like, that's suspicious. Yeah, I gotta go check this out. So he rushes outside, hides in the bushes. And of course, he clum- does it clumsily, so he wakes up Mom. Right. And then we get a we get a POV from Jerry where he's like on the top of the house and he like flies like a bat down, down, <laughs> down to... Uh, 
Yes. What are you talking about? What do you mean? I'm just snickering because but, but you're like like shaking your head like no. It's just funny because it's like we're talking about how obvious this guy is big. He's not being discreet at all. He's in the middle of Iowa murdering people, and now he's jumping off his <laughs> roof just like no big deal. Yeah, well, if somebody were to jump off a roof in the neighborhood I I grew up in, somebody would notice and yeah. turn into a bat. For, yeah, for that, yeah. You know. And then <laughs> yes. he turns back into a human, and he's like, "Yo, Billy." Here's the hose bag. He throws the purse to him. Like, get rid of this shit. And the way it catches it too, it's like they did it in reverse or something. It was so weird. But and he's just. And we, we what we learn is, and it's, it's true, guys. You when you can't just have blood. There's no fiber in blood. So you got to eat your fruits and vegetables. Yes. So Jerry loves his apples. That's probably yeah. why I moved to Iowa. Some great apples. Yeah. There, there's actually a, a little interesting bit that the, I didn't realize until I was digging a bit further into the production of this movie and the writing. Um, but because uh, a lot of bats actually eat fruit, uh, it was written that uh, he would eat a lot of apples. Basically, it's like a as, like a, to wash down the blood and whatnot is like a, a palate cleanser. And because his uh, his bat form looks a bit like a giant fruit mutant fruit bat, uh, they figured that he'd, he'd, he'd eat a lot of fruit. And he loves them because he eats the core. Yeah. Oh, when he eats an apple, he eats an apple. I like that his name is Jerry, and of course Rick and Morty's Jerry, and his whole campaign yeah, was hungry for apples. Well, I don't know. I just figured that's just a loser kind of guy name. It know? is, yeah, but sure. here's where we're first seeing Jerry, and here's why I'm seeing why you like him. Yeah, because he's a Chippendale dancer. He's fucking seven foot three. Right. He's beautiful. He's Charming. got great hair. He looks like the guy who fucked Audrey Horn. Like he's got that level of beauty to he's him. He's like the anti Hess. He's like Bizarro World Hess, where he's like normal. Yes, you know, and he wears, charming. He wears. He's he, charming. Evil Ed is not charming. Yeah, yeah I, I already <laughs> fucking ate crow on that one. All right, well, he, he, <laughs> apple while you're at it. <laughs> and he noticed he, he's his vampire sense. He know Charlie's such a putz that he's just like neighbor kid in the bush i know well it, it was like the simpsons meme where he was standing on the other side <laughs> and tried to fade back into the bushes <laughs> so he like throws the half like, three-eighths of an apple because he eats he's yeah, bit right through he it does one bite <laughs> through the middle of it leaving the top bottom and like the far side it's very bizarre and like just to spook uh charlie and it works he's like ah! and then his mom comes out charlie what are you doing out there <laughs> And he's like, why did you roll your eyes about that? And he's like, because his mom's annoying. Oh, okay. And he's like, no, I'm just masturbating in the bushes, mom. Nothing. <laughs> nothing strange. And then Jerry's like, I'm going to have to kill this kid. He's like, I don't want to, but I'm going to have to. Yep. You know? Next day, Charlie goes straight to the cops. And he's like, we need to check this house out. I, he was involved with that murder at the rail yards. I know it. I love this because they don't just send out like a squad guy. They send out a fucking lieutenant. They're like, hey, Columbo, get out there and check this oh, out. Yeah, well, homicide detective. He's in charge of the cases. I can't. Know? I just can't believe that he was able to get that on a f- just, hey, yeah, saw it. Neighbors are murderers. So they go to the house, and he's like, look, I got told. He has no evidence at all yeah. outside of he's a vampire. Yeah. Which he hasn't told him yet. He's just like, I, 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 I have information about these murders. It's at this house. I saw something going on. So they go to the house. Billy opens the door. And Billy's chill. He's used to this kind of shit. And he's just like. Yeah, you can come on in. There's nothing going on here. You know? Yeah. And he's, like, trying to, like, uh, fuck with Charlie a little, like, stand in his way. Yeah, shit. yep. He's doing little... He's doing some bully moves here. They're great. Great bully moves here. 
And then as soon as like Charlie comes in, he does a st- he's straight he's straight Griffin. He's just going through their property. He's like looking through shit. He notices there's a painting that looks remarkably like Amy. And he's just like, Yo, where's your coffin at? And like the the the, the lieutenant's like, what? What the fuck? And like and like, you know, obviously Billy picks up on this. He's like, yo, what coffin are you talking about? Like he's like mocking him. So he's like bonding with the cop. Yeah. And Charlie's just digging himself further in the hole because he's just bringing up this vampire shit. Yeah, lieutenants don't want to hear about vampire shit. They, they've got enough trouble with the railways. They don't need to hear about vampires in their yeah. fucking town. Actually, now that I think about it, the clever thing about, the, about their handling of the coffin bit is even if Char- uh, Charlie did manage to convince the lieutenant to go down into the basement and look for it, as we find out later, he wouldn't have found it because it's hidden behind a secret door. Oh, that's right. So they had their bases covered in multiple areas. Also, did you notice the shitload of clocks covering every surface of every wall? <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, because it's very important that, that uh, even though it makes no sense, because it's not like dawn happens at the exact same time every fucking day. Right. But that was the whole idea was supposed to be like, time is very important when the sun goes up and when the sun goes down. Yeah. It's not that hard when you're already in the house. Like, oh, okay. I got to, I'm already like... Under a roof, I'll just go to the basement, I guess. I don't, they got that fucking cool-ass giant stained-glass window. Let's how the sun can go through that. That's a good know? point. So, But well, it was... Shit, uh, dude, there's 5,000 windows in the basement, for fuck's sake. There's a lot of windows in this house. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe that would have uh, perked the lieutenant's interest. Like, you have a lot of windows in this basement, <laughs> they're all painted black. That's a little weird. I'm sure they have all their cover stories. Yeah, they just say it's for privacy. Right. Oh, there we go. And they have all that junk down there. You don't want to go through that. I mean, the he, basement he, was full of junk. You know what he could have done, sir? I'm a in-house carpenter. You know what that means, right? Wink. Well, that might backfire on you. It might, but if you need to pull the ace <clears throat> out of your sleeve, that could do it. But, yeah, so because the cover, Jerry's cover is he's an antique stealer because he's a vampire. He's been around hundreds of years, so he, he accumulates all this shit. So that's why the house is full of all this shit, like paintings and antiques and clocks. Yeah. So the the cops like, are you fucking kidding me? I thought we had, you had real evidence. A vampire? The fuck, kid? You're lucky I don't put you in jail. Like he's a vampire. We can go down there and we'll go to his coffin. We can kill him right now. And like, you know, Billy's like, <laughs> yeah, we're vampires. And then the the cop just fucking bails. He's pissed. Yeah, Billy's trying to explain it to him. Please, sir. I could show you. Just let's just break and enter a little bit, and uh, I'll show you the coffin and every. I'm out. Coffin. Yeah. <laughs> so Charlie looks at his watch. It's four thirty. There's only an hour and a half till fucking sundown. And Billy gave him that look. Right. That like, look. Yeah. Like we're gonna kill you. Yeah. I know where yeah. you live. And there's a there's a very minor detail that that I noticed as I was rewatching uh, rewatching this earlier. But as the as the detective is driving off, just as he passes the street lamps, they all turn on. Weird. Yeah, just very interesting cue there. Yeah. So Charlie's like, who's a bigger nerd than me? Ed! He's gonna know about vampires, even though I thought Charlie was a fucking horror fan. Like, you think he would know the basics? I mean, all he does is watch Peter Vincent. Right. you think he would yeah. know. Actually, yeah, that, that that's kind of an interesting thing there, because you'd think that he would have a lot more knowledge of this stuff, and but if you look at his room, it's just covered in cars, sports stuff, and a yeah. Coors neon light. Yeah. 
and girls locker room. So he's a, he he's a heterosexual <laughs> kid, right? He likes the ladies. He's not a nerd. Now, one thing we got to uncover here. Did he hand paint that or did he steal it? He stole it. Stole it? Yeah, it's a trophy. It's a trophy. Okay. Yeah. So he runs over to Ed, just runs in, walks in his house, doesn't even knock. This is how all the kids were doing it in the eighties. I'm sure you could tell us about that. You yeah, just you don't even knock. You don't you don't acknowledge right. the parents. You just walk right in and go. Well, right when to you got a vampire and like it's gonna be sundown, you don't have time for niceties. You just yeah. walk right in. Ed's got the classic horror nerd room. All these like monster models. Maybe you. We were talking about this. Maybe you can help us out, Chris. What was going on with that weird? It looked like almost like a TV next to Ed. Like we had like a hologram on it. What yeah. was that? Yeah, it's some sort of um, like holographic thing of Dracula uh, biting a victim. I, I feel like I've seen advertisements for it before in old uh, uh, old magazines, but I can't for the life of me remember what it's called. Okay. Yeah, we were we were struggling with that too because. He's just like, what the fuck is that? And they put it like right in the middle, yeah. in between, and pointed it right at the camera too. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like a neat little thing that they're like. Anybody pe- listening who has any info, let me know on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and so it's just setting the stage. He's a huge horror nerd because his whole room is just full of horror shit. Even though his knowledge of it is the same <laughs> as Charlie's, he right. watches Peter Vincent's show. <laughs> right. Like they have encyclopedic knowledge in their brain of it. And he's like, hey, buddy, old pal, buddy. there's a vampire. What? I got $8. Yeah, he's like, I need your help. There's a vampire next door. Well, when's this vampire trying to get you? Tonight! That's the problem! All right, I can help you out, but it's going to cost you how much? $8. Well, he does. He says, I only have $8. And he's oh, like, okay. well, I'll take it. You know, and he snatches that eight bucks away. And then he reaches up into his nice skull that he has on the shelf, <laughs> yes, where in its do. mouth is a crucifix. Weird little, a little crucifix. crucifix, yeah. Pulls it out. I was like, well, of course, crucifix. And garlic. They hate garlic. Yeah. Put it around your windows. And but and he's like, but here's the thing: as long as you, as long as the rightful owner of the house doesn't invite the vampire into the house, you're home free. He can't get in your house. It's perfect vampire language. And Chris, do you remember what he needed to know about the the, the crucifix as well? Yeah, you have to have um, absolute faith in it in order for it to affect the vampire. Yeah, that's very. It's very weird what faith means in this movie because I'd be fucked because I'm an atheist, but. Your faith in God, you can adjust it to like fit your moods because it seems like sometimes it doesn't work. Well, that that was interesting. I like how they built that up here because we explore it more later. You have, is it do you have to have faith in God, or you just have to have the faith in that the cross cross will burn the fucking vampire? <laughs> yeah, I, I think it is is uh, a, a kind of a confidence thing almost because it plays out a lot more with uh, I almost said Roddy Piper Roddy McDowell's character Peter Vincent <laughs> uh, in almost every scene that he pulls out the cross where is basically his confidence just kind of drops anytime he's facing the actual vampire and so it doesn't work yeah i i mean i like how they bring it up here i like i like evil Ed doing his job explaining a, a little bit of uh, exposition without overwhelming us right Charlie returns home. He's got to prepare his room. He's just driving nails into the window. Right. He's just got to try to lock As the you window. you would do. They can't, they can, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be silent, but he can just break through, right through that shit. Mm. Not even vinyl. So, Mom, she's calling down. Charlie, 
get down here. We have a guest. Comes down the staircase, and he just sees these beautiful snakeskin boots down there. And he's like, "Did my mom? Is my mom fucking Ric Flair? <laughs> Ric Flair's in town." And then he slowly just creeps. They were ostrich, all right? They weren't snakeskin. Oh, they were ostrich. They were worth me. more than your house. They <laughs> certainly were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then he notices, like, some fingers, but they're, like, clean cut. He's like, okay. Very can't... well manicured. Yeah. It can't yeah, be. Focuses can't... in a little bit on the, the ring. Uh, yeah, on his, okay. On his fingers as well. Yeah. And then we slowly start seeing more of these threads and the gray and the deep red scarf. And you're just like, okay, Rick would never wear a deep red scarf. <laughs> no. Got to wear something a little more bright and yeah. full of life. And finally, Jerry turns and she's like, hi ho neighborino. And he's like, Charlie's freaking out. But he's trying to keep it cool because his mom is there. He doesn't know what Jerry will do. He doesn't want his mom to get killed. So he's playing it cool. And she's like, yeah, this is Jerry, the neighbor. He's drinking a Bloody Mary. Did you notice that? His mom oh, made some Bloody it? Marys. Yeah. Oh. And he's like, hey, Charlie. You know, he's playing he's charming as ever. Yes. He's just like, just talking to your mom. I think, you know, I, I'm going to really like it here. And I think yeah. I'm going to stop by anytime I want. Of course, if your mom likes it, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, of course. She's fanning herself. I go, oh, yes. And he's like, yeah, we'll be over here all the time, Charlie. Yeah. And then Charlie just spazzes out and runs to his fucking room. I love it because, like, the first thing he says to him is just like, hey, yeah, your mom invited me over for a drink. You know, you know how it is. How, you know, get invited. He's really sticking him with the, the, the vampire logic about, right. you know, how, how you have to be invited in. Just to stick it to, to, to Charlie. I loved right. it. I love their little games they're playing here. So Charlie hides under his bed, clutching his crucifix, shattering his teeth. Jerry goes home. You, you hear a door close, that's right. for sure. Later that night, Jerry sneak because we just pointed out that uh, Charlie had nailed his window shut, so Jerry just goes in the mom's window. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, I... Because okay. he's in her room. She's got the fucking mask, the sleeping mask on and all that shit. Yeah. And uh, as we've learned, maybe we learn it here in a minute, but we do learn that mom is a big fan of taking drugs to fall asleep. Yeah. Because, the, like, it was, like, the night before or something. Well, she has a crazy work schedule, so she sometimes has Yeah, to, you know, she okay. sometimes works in the night <laughs> shift and sometimes works in the morning shift. Right. Poor woman. Well, she's that, got to afford this fucking kick-ass house that's you know, true. for good-for-nothing son. That's man. true. And she pulls up her bootstraps. Right. That's right. But she offered her son, like, Valium or something to fall asleep. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Well, later on. But <laughs> Oh, it so, was later so Jerry on. Jerry walks okay. in. He's he's whistling. He, I guess there was a scene in the room that nobody picks up on because the, the, even the director's like, I, shot, I fucked up the shot where he walks by a mirror and you don't see his reflection. But the shot was, like, fucked up. So he, like wasn't framed properly, so it, he, he wasted the fucking shot. Oh, like, mm. okay. But Jerry walks by, and then first of all, I, this isn't going to do anything because Jerry just pulls the door shut and he just pulls the jam out a little. That would not do anything. It would not lock oh. the door. It, it's more so that he just pulls the the door so hard that you can hear the frame actually break. Uh, so it just gets jammed into the into the door frame itself. It looked like. Well, he just he, he so well, the the idea is the mom's locked in. He's, that's how fucking cool fucking Jerry is. He's like, I don't want to kill anybody. I don't want to kill the mom. I I just want to reason with this fucking little turd. I mean, his reasoning is a little violent. <laughs> well, this kid's got to learn. He's a fucking punk because he does pick him up by his nose like a punk would. You know, like you do to punks rather. And he fucking throws him through his closet. Yeah, and that's not loud enough because mom's on Valium, of course. Right. 
Is that actually a sleeping thing? Failure? Yeah, it's a relaxer. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't and, know my drugs. Yeah, he throws him. He's got to teach his punk a lesson. So he yeah. throws him, grabs him by the throat, jacks him up, and he's like, look, Charlie. This is, this is where Jerry's the hero. Because he's like, Charlie, let me live my life, and I'll let you live your life. You forget about me, I'll forget about you. No problem. If I'm in fucking Charlie's position, I'm like, you're, you're goddamn right. I mean... Again, he's got him pinned to a wall by the first, throat. So what? He's, first of all, what's the choices, Griff? Death or, like, this, this fucking fuck off? What are you going to take? Uh, yeah, I guess I Look, will. I grew up in the hood. I've had fucking drug dealers live next door to me. You know what I did? You learn to mind your business. You just go, you do your thing, I'll do mine. I'm not, I don't see what's going on <laughs> next door. So I'd be totally fine okay. with fucking Jerry. I'd be like... Whatever you want, dude. Yeah. And, and look at it this way. Who's he killing, Griff? He's killing Hooker. The dregs of society is who he's killing. So he's kind of doing the world a favor by getting rid of these people. So oh, it's a win-win. Chris, are you being persuaded here that Charlie is the monster for not minding his own business? Uh, I, Maybe not quite that, but I, I, you do swing a little bit more towards Jerry – uh, where he actually give, bothers to give Charlie a choice, whereas a lot of vampires probably wouldn't. They just straight up kill him outright and make it look like an accident. I gotta agree with that. And, I mean, it is kind of nice that he was like, let's do the neighborly thing and mind our own business, like you're saying. Right. Ch- I mean... But Charlie, he, he's just, he won't listen. He, he, while, he's, while he's giving him this out, Charlie's grabbing his crucifix. I feel like... He would have won him over if he just said, Charlie, you know I'm going to be bringing over these hot-ass babes. I'll let you peep in the window. Hey, I've got recording equipment. I'll give you the tape. He was probably getting to that, except Charlie had to whip out the crucifix. Yeah. But he had, bought, he had no faith. So, like, like Jerry just slaps it out of his head, crushes his, like, wrist, so he drops it. Then he, like, turns him over to face him out the window. Yeah, and he's, he's like gets, gonna, he gets one finger, he flicks open the nailed shut window. Yeah. He, well, he breaks, this is, there's a continuity error, he breaks the lock off. Oh. And then later on, Charlie, like, locks the window, which wouldn't work. Yeah, I noticed that, too. But he opens up, it and he's, like, hanging Jerry, I mean, Jerry's hanging Charlie out. Charlie's, like, scrambling, grabs Amy's picture, grabs it. Falls out and gets impaled on a picket fence outside. Oh. So, you know, is she going to get staked? I don't know. That's interesting. And yeah, a little str- bit of back to foreshadow there. That's right. <laughs> I love it. Back I love to it. I love Chris. I love that he brings back all the old callbacks. So, because it saves me from having to bring yes. them back. Yeah, you so, guys could have a Wikipedia page of them at this yeah. point. <laughs> so he, 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 he's desperate. He's like halfway out the window. He grabs for a pencil. And this, here's, this is, here's another like error because he stabs Jerry, the, the, the hand that's on his throat, he stabs. And then, uh, why would that affect a vampire? He's like dead. Why is he like, ow, like a fucking pencil through my hand? But it, I it, think it was. I think it was supposed to be either a combination of the wood going through his hand and, and that hurting him or it being pencil lead. Like I seem to re- it's never brought up in the film, but lead uh, was often used uh, to to ward off evil uh, oh. or 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 to kill uh, the undead at some point in the past as well. Maybe. So that was, yeah, that is something that probably was supposed to get brought up again, but wasn't. Maybe a, a priest blessed the pencil. I don't know. 
that could maybe he stole that from church. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I think that's it. You know, just like how you steal the pens from uh, the bank, you steal the yeah, that's church they pencils. Put, well, they, yeah, they didn't have a chain on it. They trusted people in the church not to steal pencils. Right, and of course you have those. So you and can... Charlie's a piece of shit, as we've learned, as I've taught you guys. He's a piece of shit, so he stole the pencil from a church. And he stabs Jerry, but then Jerry's hand, it's like six inches. Out. It would have stabbed himself through the throat if it went through like we see Jerry's hand. Because Jerry's got the pencil in the hand, and it's like six inches through his palm. Yeah, yeah. So if you if the hand is on your throat and you stab it, you would have stabbed yourself oh, in the throat. Oh, I get you. Because okay, yeah, I see your logic here. But that pisses Jerry off. I, I think uh, Chris is onto something. That lead pisses him off. Lead poisoning. It, well, yeah, uh, lead is very serious. So he, he turns into like a demonic vampire. His hair like recedes for some reason. And he's like, Aah! and then mom's knocking at that door. Always there to ruin the party. And I want to say something about this movie. This is how you do a horror comedy. Because there are a lot of com- comedic elements, but when you need to be scary, they're scary. They don't, like, you know, when there's scary moments, they don't throw comedy into it. They just sprinkle it in. Yeah. Too many of these modern, like, horror comedies, it's like nonstop jokes. Yeah. And it's not, there's no tension at all. There's still some tension in some of these scenes. Yeah, it's almost like a lot of them make fun of the... Uh, of the genre rather than work with it. Right. Yeah. So he rips the fucking, I, you might be onto something. Cause I think his hand was smoking. So maybe the lead was like yeah, doing okay. something. And he pulls the thing out and he's ready to kill. And then mom knocks. And then like, he, he has every right to kill Charlie. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm out of here. Fuck this. And he, he just bails. Mom gets in the, gets in the room doesn't notice that the fucking closet's been destroyed and everything in his... She's high. Okay, everything in the room has been destroyed. Yeah. And, like, and uh, Charlie's like, I was just listening to the, the, the latest fucking Black Flag album and I just fucking got angry. I got into and, a rage, Mom. And she's like, you need, you need to come down? I, mean, I got the drugs. I got yeah. anything you need. Yeah. If she would have if she would have been of mine, you know, she would have looked around and saw all the pornography and the half-eaten chip bags <laughs> scattered everywhere and she'd be like, oh, my God, he's exploring again. <laughs> Well, she she probably thought he was smoking weed because all the, ch- the chips are everywhere and you know, but she's like, "Are you holding?" And he's like, "Mom," and he's like, "Mom, no, let's go to sleep." And she's like, "Yeah." And this is what she drops the thing. Yeah, I've taken Valium. I don't want to, but I got the night shift this week, and you know I got to get my sleep. I got to get my sleep in. So she's like, "I'm gonna go back to bed," and she goes back to bed. And Jerry then, I don't remember if it was this night or if it was the next night, but Jerry... It's, it's the same night. Same like, night. Okay, yeah. so after all this, <laughs> while he's still... Pa- Charlie's still panicking over there, uh, Jerry gives him a call, and he's just like, hey there, buddy. Tomorrow night? He's got Billy kneeling below him, like, taking care of his hand, because he's like, it's almost like a... It's almost like a dentist's office. There's like this bowl of water in it, and he's like, the blood oh, dripping. Oh, I didn't notice that. And yeah. like... There's a really weird uh, zoom into Jerry's window, too, as soon as uh, Charles, Charlie looks around and sees that they, they're looking at him. Uh, it's almost like, uh, like a vertigo uh, type, uh, type shot. And he's just like, Charlie, I'm going to fucking kill you tomorrow night. So just want to let you know. That's yeah. all. I know your uh, mom's got the night shift. We've been talking about it all day. All right, like I said, Billy's kneeling in front of Jerry, tending to him. Have, do you believe Jerry, Jerry and Billy, have they fucked each other? Has that happened at least once? There yeah. was supposed to actually be uh, more of an emphasis on that 
that particular dynamic, uh, but it kind of got written out. Uh, but the director uh, tried to tried to save some of it just simply because it, it would seem a little odd to to people at the time, I guess. Um, and the the actors were completely the, the the two actors uh, playing Jerry and Billy were both completely oblivious to it, even though it was kind of obvious at the point where they asked Billy to, no, no, don't 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 tint to his hand standing up, kneel down like you're about to give a poor <laughs> job to him. <laughs> they didn't realize it until the movie actually was done. Um, so they they played it pretty straight. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of straight. Billy, uh, uh, Charlie can't think straight. He's just like, as you would be if you almost get killed by a vampire and the vampire called you up and said, I'm going to kill you tomorrow. Yeah. So he's like, doesn't know what to do, but he does know what to do because Peter Vincent's playing in the background and Peter Vincent's going off one of his spiels. Like, I am the great vampire killer. He's like, I got to get this because Charlie is not very bright. As you learned, he can't do trigonometry. So he's like, I'll just get an actor. He'll know what to do. So next day, Charlie goes down to the the uh, studio. studio, and it just luck would have it, Peter's walking out. He's got he, he's got the international symbol of losing your job. He's got a cardboard box with all. He's got a house plant and some framed pictures, yep. and he's just like walking out. I love how quickly his life goes to shit here. Uh, we'll get into more of it in a minute, but yeah, he's coming out. He's all upset. Of course, Charlie, Mr. Vincent, Mr. Vincent. And, you know, like, like a classic B-movies loser. He's just like, oh, my fans, yes. you know, so he's just like, yes, my boy, you want an autograph? No, I don't, I don't want an autograph. Yeah. And he's like, well, what, what do you want? He's like, I need your help. I have a vampire living next door to me. You're the only person who can help me. And he kind of plays along. He's just like, mm, okay. That's that's adorable that you would say that. I know how you kids today are. You don't like the Universal Monsters. You like the sleazy Hesses of the world. <laughs> no one's getting raped. You don't even enjoy it. And he's Christ. just like, you know, in my day, we implied rape. We didn't have the rape happen. <laughs> and, I, and he's just like, <laughs> well, that's what he's getting at, you know? He's just it, is, like, it is, it is, it is. It's just one of these things when you hear it out loud, it's just sound it's just And he's like, Mr. Vincent, I need you. I uh, seriously, my neighbor is a vampire and he's starting to freak him out now. He's like, This kid's way too into this shit. You know, yeah. He's like, kid, do you play Dungeon Dragons? Do you like Iron Maiden? You know, he's like he's like going down the checklist. This kid might is try to kill Is that Mountain me. Dew I smell on your breath? <laughs> Doritos. And yeah, just- there's a there's a great little moment too where Charlie grabs Peter's arm and there's Roddy, uh, Roddy Big Towel just looks down at it, like, not quite a glare, but like, how fucking dare you? And he just, uh, Charlie loosens his grip and just, like, gently pats his elbow and lets so go. So, yeah, so he just gets in his car and he's like, you're, kid, you need to fucking get laid. I'm getting in my, my classic car and I'm out of here. So this explains why you're so into uh, Peter Vincent in this movie. Why is that? Because he fucking stiff-armed Charlie. <laughs> well, like, Charlie. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, what would you do if somebody came up to you and said, I need you to help me kill a vampire? I'd something similar, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Chris said, hey, I'm going vampire hunting next week, I need I need you to come like hold my gadgets and everything. Yeah, I mean, not, not just kill a vampire, but kill your next-door neighbor who happens yeah. to be a vampire. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, he's just... Uh, Charlie doesn't know what to do. So... He, he goes back home. 
Amy and Evil Amy's like I'm goes to add like I'm worried about Charlie. He's acting weird. He didn't even try to touch my tits the other night. Yeah, and uh, I guess this is the first they haven't talked in two, three. I, I lost track of time for this movie. Everybody, I'm sorry, I didn't do the thing I usually do. So we're two, three days later, maybe just two. I have no idea about what the time. Ta- is time is an illusion. Time in is this relative. movie, yeah. And so Amy's coming back over to apologize again. She did stuff a sloppy Joe in his face. Yes. So she's coming back over to apologize. She's got a nice little moped or something. And it just so happens that Evil Ed is showing up at the same time. Hey there, miss. You coming to get some? <laughs> he's got, I swear, I thought, I thought, is this the little kid from Blind Fury? Because he's got the gigantic fucking tennis shoes on. Yes, he does. He's got camo uh, pants on, yeah, I think. Yeah. A big bomber jacket that was just too flowy. And they're both, yeah, for some reason they're both coming over to, well, she's coming over. I don't know why Ed's coming over. Maybe to see, like, what happened with the vampire. Yeah, Did you kill him? he's checking on his buddy. So they go up to his room, and it's like a fucking shrine. Just like, another, again, the 80s trope. They just walk right in the front door, <laughs> right. right up to his room. Well, mom's, she's she's out of it. She's had the night shift, so she's tired. She's sleeping. Yeah, she's dead, dead asleep. And they walk in. He got. I don't know why. I didn't know candles ward off vampires. He has 5,000 candles in his fucking room now. And he's got, like, the fucking, you know, uh, Mary statues and crucifixes everywhere. And he's sharpening up a steak. It looked like one of the, in my Nick Cave book, it looks like one of the little heroin dens he would hang out in with all the weird, yeah, Catholic Yeah, he even turned off the Coors beer uh, neon sign. But I love how there's the locker the girls' locker room (laughs) sign just mingling amongst all of the crucifixes. Right. You're you're right. He took down everything else. He actually closed up his pornography and put it in the drawer. But he left the girls' locker room because it's like, hey. He's proud of that, dude. It took a a lot of effort to get that. Yeah, he had to really work up his courage for that one. Him and Potsy and Ralph did that together. (laughs) And so he's like, he comes up with this brilliant plan because this is what an idiot he is. He's like, I'm going to, this is my plan. I'm going to go over to the house and I'm going to kill the vampire. And they're like, that does sound like a good plan. And then Amy's like, He's like, I talked to him, this Peter Vincent. He's a fucking cock blocked me. He's like, I don't fucking care. He's like, yeah. what, what if I talk to him? All right. Would you just let me talk to Mr. Vincent? You're going to need some backup. You can't go do this alone. You're too weak. You try to get off my training undergarments and you couldn't even do the snaps. You're just, you're, you're fumble fingers. You're not going to be able to do this. And she's like, just promise me. Just chill for a minute. I'm going to go see Peter Vincent. We'll work everything out. So yeah. they go. And there's a there's a, a kind of a throwaway line from Ed that I admittedly like, uh, where if uh, if if Jerry gets himself, I mean not Jerry, uh, Charlie gets himself killed, then who's going to stop the uh, the vampire? He's just oh, going to yeah. suck himself all through town. Not that that'd be much of a loss. Yeah, looks out the window, and it's not going to be much of a loss. Can't blame him. <laughs> So we go, we first we see Peter Vincent in his apartment, and he's got all his fucking memorabilia from his movies, and he just got a letter he's being evicted from his, right that day. He just lost his job. That's what I was talking about. So so this is the same day he's gotten fired, and now he's being evicted. Like, as soon as the money stopped, they, they were just like, called his landlord, like, hey, kick him out. We fired him. <laughs> just get him out of here. Run him out of town. Yeah. And so they, they show up. And he's he's not in, he's pissed off, man. It's the worst day ever. And right. he's like, I don't want to talk to you guys. And like, they but they butt their way in, butt their way in. They they pull a griff, and they're like, 
you talk to my my boyfriend Charlie. He's like, who the fuck? What? Uh, like, and he's like, oh, he's like, you know, the guy had vampires. I love this because he's like, you know, once they get in, he's like, okay, well, you're in, and you know, Ed's looking at everything because he's got a lot of cool memorabilia. He's got knives right. on the wall, axes, hatchets, everything. But he's like. I'm underdressed. He's wearing a full suit and everything, but he's like, I'm underdressed. <laughs> yeah. So he goes into his kitchen. He, yeah, he gets, uh, like, a uh, smoking jacket he puts yeah. on. And he's like, yes, you know, because he's, like, holding court because he's one of those, like, washed-up losers. Yeah. And, you know, any tension is good attention. And, of course, he has to pick up his eviction notice and fold it up and put it in his right. pocket. Yeah, because he's got, you know, he's got a reputation. It's because I've been over there, and I just read it. I just would pick up exactly. that paper and just be like, oh, shit, you're getting evicted. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so they're like you know you saw my boyfriend like who who oh yeah that stupid fucking kid he's the crazy. one who believes in vampires he's fucking crazy he's like yeah, he's like no he's just you know he's he's, he's kind of on the goofy pills you know his mom you know she's a drug addict you know <laughs> but can you just please just talk him down he respects you You're yeah peter vincent the great vampire killer yeah and a- Evil Ed's name dropping movies on him left and right and left and right. And they're right. like, well, what Feeding you- that ego. I don't even know what you kids would want me to do. It's not like you're going to give me any money for this. And Amy's like, I got $500. Yeah, I got 500 savings bonds. Like, you, you what? I think I can help you kids <laughs> out. Oh. And so, they, yeah, he agrees that they're going to go over and they're going to do a test. What I am unfamiliar with with all my horror monsters and everything was it, like what kind of cool shit was in here that I should probably have actually noticed. Uh, well, right next to his front door was a painting of Bella Lugosi, who was the uh, who played Dracula in the the original okay. uh, well Dracula, uh, and did it, it basically was was the the icon of of, of uh, vampires for the longest of times and still kind of is. Uh, in a glass case, he had uh, like a mask and gloves uh, from what looked like a, a Nosferatu type vampire film. Okay. Um, he had a bunch of skulls, uh, other various props. There was this weird, like, decorative wooden thing that looked like a piece of driftwood uh, that was just sitting kind of in the middle of his room. That uh, that that I kept trying to figure out what it was supposed to be, but I never did. Um, but yeah, no, there's just a lot of movie posters and whatnot as well. Uh, there's a Jekyll and Hyde uh, poster nice. somewhere. Just a lot of cool stuff. It's an overwhelming amount of. It, was, it reminded me of uh, Charlie's room where there's just shit everywhere, and it's like trying to pick it all apart. Well, it was like out. a shrine to himself. Yeah, so he had all this shit, and he pulls out a prop mirror that he used in one of his one of his favorite roles. Yeah, Ed, Ed's like buttering him up too. Yep. Like, Orgy like, of the Damned. Right. Oh, and he's like, yes, this is the mirror I used in that movie. And they're like, well, how are we going to convince Charlie that he's not a vampire? Well, and evil, evil Ed starts going over some of the plots to some of Peter's movies and everything. And he's like, oh, these are brilliant ideas. I'll just give him a call. Just ring him up. Right. He's like, there's got to be some kind of test you can give a vampire. He's like, yes, Orgy of the Damned. That's what I did. I, yeah. I checked with this mirror. See this mirror here? This was in the movie. He's like, well, we can't just check it with the mirror. We got we a gotta reason with this, this f- Jerry fellow. Right. So they call up Jerry, and Billy answers. He's like, three new Jerry. Jerry, chowing on an apple. Wherever he's like, yeah. got to get that fiber. Got to get that fiber. And they're like, look, 
you you know our creep, creepy friend Charlie lives next door to you. He's a good kid, but he's mixed up. He's on, his mom's on drugs. And they're like, can you just help us out with a test? He's like, hmm, okay, what what kind of a test? He's like, oh, you know, we'll just we'll just throw show a crucifix to you. You'll touch it. You know, you're not a vampire. He's like, sorry, <laughs> I became a born again Christian recently. <gasps> what, is, what does that even mean? What? How does how does I can't be by a crucifix because I'm a born no he person? thinks it would be offensive to use it in some kind of like way like that like I'm because when you're born again you're super fucking religious at the time so I'm offended that you would like think of vampires and crucifixes oh, that kind of shit he's oh. he's scrambling for something you yeah know? yeah he's yeah just like you know because there is no reason why you can't touch a fucking crucifix okay and they're like okay well he's like Ed's like he says he does he's a born again well. Holy water. Just have him drink some holy water. He's like, no, no, no. I ain't drinking no fucking holy water. That's the same thing. And he's like, well, is this going to be tap water? We're not going to get real holy water. I love Rowdy McDowell when he's just try- – he was just like so bubbly and wonderful. He's just like, oh, no, 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 no. You misunderstood. It's just going to be tap water. And Which then- could be dangerous because, I mean, I was tap water. I don't know what that shit's like. <laughs> it's probably mostly just like uh- – This is before fracking. So oh, Okay. And so he's like, okay, I, I can do that. You know, I can help you guys out. So they set up the meeting. Everyone's waiting outside Jerry's house when Peter drives up. Peter's got his Sherlock Holmes fucking coat on. Love it. He's, it's so good. And he's got the fucking, you know, case with all the shit. Oh, he's just going to leave it in the car. Right. Though. Well, that's the thing. Cause the, Charlie's like, aren't you going to bring your vampire killing case? Like, I got to test him first. Yeah, I'm not going to stab this man straight away in the heart. Just on your word, Charlie, we got a little test for him. It's like, well, shouldn't we, like, go around the back or look in the windows? I got great binoculars. You might be fucking somebody right now. It's a good show. Charlie, let's just test him. So they go to the door. Billy answers because he's the bitch of the relationship. And he's just like, come just, on in. It's Billy's job to answer the door. That's what right. he's there for. He's the... well, his, he is, his job is carpentry okay he's he's a living carpenter i I know that was a job living carpenter but (laughs) yeah when the house is a fixer-upper like this one it it basically is a full-time job i mean was it a fixer-upper because it looked pretty intact there was just cobwebs everywhere that's how great a carpenter the billy is yeah well he repaired the statues he well i think that was shit that jerry brought Statues. And well, Jerry did. He had crates this shit. Within a day, they had cobwebs all over him. <laughs> Murray. I don't remember there being cobwebs. There was cobwebs everywhere. I don't remember any. At cobwebs. this point, it's clean. But the first time Charlie goes in there, there's cobwebs everywhere. Well, he has to keep the look, so he probably installed the cobwebs too. Yeah, maybe we're close around Halloween, and he had to put up some decorations too. So they invite him in. Well, yeah, it is like fall because the leaves are falling in the movie, and it oh. gets dark at six o'clock. It gets dark at six o'clock. So and that's with daylight savings. And so uh so Billy does the move where he like starts fucking with Charlie, stands in front of him. Like, oh yeah. Little alpha male shit going on. And then Jerry makes this fucking grand entrance. He comes out, he's got the best Cosby sweater on. Oh, and the turtleneck. <laughs> the oh, turtleneck, yeah. Oh, he's, he's just wrapped in that thing. And Amy's seeing what I see. I'm just like, oh, this man is so cozy. I just want to get in there. Right. And, a little he, hug. and he notices Amy's like, oh, my God, you look like the fucking bitch I was fucking 100 years ago. Yes. You know, that painting. And so he's like, you know, he's no eye. He's like, face palms fucking Charlie. Comes yeah. up to yeah, Amy. I like the face palm on Charlie. He's uh, noticing Evil Ed. Evil Ed has to be like the concept, the blueprint for Beavis or something. Because he just gives off. Those well, kind. Like and the, every, the, every the score hair. has that one spaz guy. So okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, 
and uh, he comes up to uh, he ignores everybody, goes straight to Amy, grabs yeah. her hand, kisses it. You think he's involved with Epstein? <laughs> this girl's young. <laughs> no, she's a little too old for Epstein. I mean, she's <laughs> like she's point. probably seventeen. So. Sometimes when she wears the overalls, I'm like, this is a child. Like, well, yeah, this is, the, this yeah, is yeah, a twelve-year-old. All... Well, that's the thing. Mentally, she is kind. Of... That's why she's not ready for sex, crap. Because she's kind of mentally like that's little a good stunted, point. You know? Okay, yeah. She, like you said, yeah, it's very childlike. But that was, the... I'll give it up. That was the fashion. It was awful, but people <laughs> did dress like that. So he kisses her hand, goes chum. That's what vampires supposed to say, right, Charlie? They oh. start busting Charlie's balls. Oh, Everyone laughs at Charlie, and then like, uh, and Amy goes up to Ed. I think he's really neat. I think is, he's neat, which is you know, immature girl would say yeah. he's very neat. So, uh, Chris, you want to take us through our our test that we got to go through here? Yes. Yeah, so. Um, uh, Peter Vincent, uh, no, wait, Charlie just basically cuts to the chase and says, yeah, let's go ahead and start up the test. Give him the holy water. And Jerry just throughout all of it just looks very hesitant and un, uh, uncomfortable with it all. Cause yeah. like in his position, like what if it actually is? Um, and he, uh, so, um, yeah, Peter hands him the, the, the bottle, uh, he, uh, Jerry just holds it up to the, holds it down actually yeah. to the fireplace to, to hold it up to the light. And evidently that I guess is it like, he could probably just like see the chlorine particles in the, in the tap water, I guess, or oh, something. Maybe, or maybe saw the lead in it. Maybe, he, maybe this maybe is flint. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to throw in a third possibility. I think he crossed paths with Cosby at some point. Oh, knows how to spot to. Yeah. Well, he does have a Cosby sweater on. He's got a Cosby so. sweater, and I think he stole that from Cosby himself after he tried to roofie him. So, so yeah, he just very slowly tilts, uh, just downs the bottle, and then almost, uh, <laughs> just out of uh, out of habit, I guess, tosses it into I... the fireplace before uh, P- uh, Peter pipes up and is like, uh, no, give that back, please. Yeah, I, lo- <laughs> I love that moment, because it's just like, wait, why? <laughs> I loved it. Gotta have his props, though. So they're like, that's it? No vampire? And Charlie's like, wait, no, you, there must be something wrong! No, Charlie, I gave him the test. He's not a vampire. Not a vampire. And, like, fucking smooth as ever, Jerry's just like, I'm, I love your movies. You're so great. I yeah. hope we can do something. We can oh. have lunch. And I, Do you like apples? <laughs> I love apples. He's juggling three apples as they speak. So charming. And- Evil Ed is pulling his best... Hey, Brewster! You think he's a vampire? <laughs> Matt. <laughs> You're so cool, Brewster! <laughs> and, and like, because he's a vain actor, Roddy hasn't looked in the mirror. Peter hasn't looked in, like, five seconds, so he has to check himself yeah, in, in his prop mirror. He's in his full makeup and everything. Uh, he's powdered his hair and all that. <laughs> and he notices that Jerry's not making a reflection in that mirror. <gasps> Gasp! He, he gasped, audibly, <laughs> drops the mirror, and like Jerry's like, something wrong? No, 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 nothing's wrong, nothing's I'm wrong. just a clumsy old vampire hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Grabs the mirror, and he just hustles his ass out. We gotta go! Kids! Kids, let's all go! <laughs> Ice cream on me! <laughs> and <laughs> runs in his car, and he's like, that was Char- a fucking vampire in there! Char- Charlie's like, you saw it, did you? You saw something, you saw something, you saw it. He's like, you want, you want to kindly fuck off? I gotta go. <laughs> He's like, okay, I'll tell you. I did not see his reflection. 
And then he fucking just blow, just hauls right, ass. Right. Well, that's, that's what I like about it. He's like a coward throughout most of the movie, which I, I which you would be if you fucking really saw a vampire. Yeah. You know? So yeah, he just bugs out, and then uh, we forgot to point out that Jerry trashed that fucking that uh, primer car of uh, uh, yeah uh, Charlie. Right. So Charlie can't drive Amy home. He's like, I have to walk her home because Ed's like, I'm gonna go jerk off in the bushes, and he's like, No, we're gonna walk Amy home first, and then you can jerk off in the bushes. <laughs> so. So they they start walking. <laughs> Charlie would have told him that he's been banging women, so you could just hang out down here, look up there, see some women. That's he's... so cool, Brewster. <laughs> so, so like Jerry's just like, well, I only got to kill Charlie now. I don't have to kill all these people, so that's pretty good. And he's, he's talking with Billy, and as they're walking around, he hears a crack on his foot, and he's like, yeah. looks down, shard of the mirror. Oh shit! And he's like. Okay, that makes sense why they had to leave so quickly. Yeah, they know I'm a vampire. I'm gonna have to kill every one of those motherfuckers. Yeah. So, so they're walking. I. This reminded me of the Zargatha episode. I just gotta say it because they're in a cul-de-sac, surrounded by houses. Are always dripping wet. Do you ever notice that? And then they end up in a city somehow with (laughs) tall buildings, empty streets. Uh, I was trying to place where we were at by the restaurant that was there, but it was just like a generic little diner. But yeah. There is an alley. It's full of fog. I heard someone munching an orange or some kind of citrus is somewhere down there. And yeah, you're right. It was dripping, just like the Zargatha episode. There's a flaming Every alley. There's a flaming barrel for reasons. What the <laughs> fuck is going on with alleys in the '80s? That's gonna be my my sitcom, Alleys in the '80s, and it's gonna be about a family who lives in the alleys. All I know is they're walking down this. Like you said, they're in a bustling. Well, not really bustling. It's kind of a dead city. And, but it is a city. And they're walking down there. And then it's like, I'm taking this sopping wet out. <laughs> I don't know something about it. He's not even wearing a boot cut. He's going to get his pants all wet. Right. He's going to take a shortcut to the jungle beach. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's like his fucking, he's got fresh white Reeboks on. Those you don't want to get those dirty with the slime that's in that alley. But he's going to do it. Oh, my God. And he's like, no, we're going. Buddy system. This thing's Scooby Doo where we break up. Yeah. And he's like, fuck you, Brewster. I'm going down this alley, and you're a bitch. Oh. So they're like, all right, whatever. They go on, and then, like, five steps later, we hear this piercing feminine, like, scream. Ah! <laughs> it's a little <laughs> more piercing than that. You're just like, okay. like, gurgling. <laughs> and they rush to it. He's like, oh, they, he beat me on the dick. Oh, oh. He's like, oh, my God. Like, Charlie's beating himself up. I shouldn't have let you walk down this alley five seconds ago. No, I should have been a better friend. I should have paid you $12. I had $12 on me. And he's like, you know what you got to do, Charlie? You got to kill me. You can't let me become a vampire because then I'm going to give you a hickey. And then he starts, like, macking on fucking Charlie. Yeah. There are no such things as vampires, fruitcake. <laughs> Nothing. No one. <laughs> and so they're like, fuck you, Ed. Ugh. We're leaving. They take off, and Ed's just little giggling. Oh, my God. And he, yeah, he's cackling. And then we hear a clang up above him. You're like, oh, what's going on there? But we just follow along with, like, Amy and, and Charlie, and they're just walking down the, sh- walking down the streets. And I, what, what did they even do to give us a scare here? Do you remember, Chris? I, I don't know. 
Uh, there was a cheap thunder sound effect that happens, and the light, the all the street lights and whatnot go out, and uh, and they walk past a, I, I think it was a transformer box that just it looked like it'd been ripped out. Uh, so it's it's in, it's implied that Jerry uh, just is is trying to to corner him. Right, he's like fucking with him. So uh, Ed keeps walking down the alleyway, and we get don't we get like a like a Jerry eye view where he's like kind of like flying above him. Yeah, he was he was both flying above him and also on the 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 walkway overhead, uh, like the uh, fire escape. Right, and then Ed like just keeps walking. He, he, he like hears footsteps. He's getting a little spooked. It's getting really foggy in this this uh, alleyway, and then he makes like a left turn, and it's a dead end. Yep, should and have taken a right. That had taken him to the jungle. Exactly. I mean, you would you might have got killed by a Zargtha, but what's 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 the worst? Which is worse, getting attacked by a Zargtha or by a vampire? Chris, what uh, well, I mean, if. If what uh, what Ed goes through is is what would have happened to you, then I would have gladly have taken the vampire thing because then at least I'm still sort of, I guess, unliving. Whereas the Zark that just straight up eats you. Mm. Mm. It's true. So you 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 take John DeHart's kind of philosophy on life. Any day above ground <laughs> is a good day. Yeah, All right. yeah basically. So, we... hey, he, you could be a forever knight. Just because you're a vampire, you could be a Car- Carthus. Carthus, Carcoosh. So we see he's like he's he's trapped in this this dead end, and all this fog starts coming in, and then he's a he, he then it, it dissipates, and he's like, oh shit, it was nothing, it was just my imagination, and then Jerry just pops up behind him, hey there, hey bud, and he's like, oh, and he's cowering, and he's like, I get it, you're you're a nerd, you're a loser, yeah, but now you'll never be a loser again. You're gonna be one of the good ones. Keep you a vampire like me, dog. Close the town on him. All you gotta do is take my hand. He's got the fucking long ass coke yeah. nails. Oh yeah. And then Ed's like, "You kind of right. My life sucks. Like maybe yeah. it is better being a vampire." Yeah. So he pulls him in, wraps him up in his giant trench coat, <laughs> and then you're ah, the scream, and then Bruce to arm. <laughs> and like Amy's like, "Cut it out, evil! Don't fuck with us because they're getting spooked too." Yeah. Because they're starting to believe maybe Charlie's right. Maybe he's a fucking vampire. And then we get the fucking scene where uh, Jerry's just popping up everywhere, like everywhere at the end of the street where they're walking. Yeah, they turn the corner. It's like like a homeless person. Like, don't look at him. Don't look at him. Of course. (laughs) Even still, and you see him reaching out a cup for a dollar or something. (laughs) Oh, man. And so they turn the corner. And finally, there's like been no life in the city whatsoever, but then there's that one hot ass club. The only club. It's the same club from Nightmare on Elm Street too. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, <laughs> Billy's in there in yeah. his fucking masochist outfit. <laughs> I love it because they gym teacher the gym shop teacher. Yes, there. gym shop teacher, of course. <laughs> Got to call back to this episode. <laughs> And so they round the corner because they try to hide in the crowd at first, but then they see that uh, Jerry's right there. So they round the corner, and there's a window there that is, the chef is working in front no of. There's no window. It's just a hole. Like, was, I mean, is it? Yeah. I thought it was a window. Well, I mean, there's no glass or anything. It was just literally it's a hole. That's true. That's true. I mean, technically, it is a window. But yeah. I just love this concept 
that this fancy club where it's just like well for iowa it's fancy. <laughs> fun. Yeah. but i love it because it's like you go to a club and they're they're cutting up fresh veggies and everything like they're making a nice, well, nice yeah right next to this open window like just like it doesn't seem like the health code i don't know what's going on everything's there. well 80s we had yeah, no regulation yeah, yeah, so you could right. do that that's kind why of thing. it was greater time to live exactly yeah. you don't know what might have made it into that soup lead possibly <laughs> paint chips anything There's a lot of lead in this movie yeah Holy water. Get the lead out. But these kids just jump in the window. They're <laughs> stopping all over the veg and everything. And the chef, who's wearing, like, the full-on chef garb. <laughs> chef Boyardee is there. <laughs> hey, you kids. Shaking a knife at him. They just is this, Vinny's? Is this Is this Vinny's? No. No okay. fucking way. Okay. He might have been na- making a nice bologna sauce with, uh, you know, the carrot and celery there. But the kids rush into the club. This is where we get some more of this great. As soon as they go into a crowd, the chef Boyardee's like, "Fuck it, I lost him. I can't." Well, he's also running around with a fucking knife, (laughs) so it's probably his wits come to him, and he's like, "I should stop waving a knife around." So they're in the club, and this this is where uh, we're gonna let Chris shine because you know every music cue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I tried to make a note of it as I caught it. Uh, yeah, this is where Armies of the Night uh, starts playing, where basically the, the theme of it is, uh, like, well, spooky shit's coming after you. Uh, and, of course, that's as they're being chased around by Jerry through the club. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, uh, yeah, and then we cut over to, uh, to to Ed visiting Peter. I forgot about that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so right. He's, like, banging on the door, like... Uh, Peter's like getting all his shit ready to leave town. Yes, he's got that same box from his office. Now he's packing it with his house stuff. <laughs> right. he's got one suitcase, all one suitcase. You know? Yep. And uh, he's like, "There's a vampire out here!" Hey, man, let me in, vampire! And he he, he lets him in. Yeah, because he, he recognized that awful voice. He's like, "Oh, you're one of those cool kids that pay me five hundred fucking dollars." He's gonna start his life over with that five hundred. And well, or pays rent, and Ed immediately goes full vamp on him. Yeah, he gets in, and he's uh, Peter's like, "What are we gonna do?" He's like, "What are you gonna do, man?" <laughs> and then he pulls back his like he had his collar pop. He shows his vamp hickey. Yep, he shows it. And he's like, "You're a fraud, man. You know vamp, but I I admired you. You're a fucking fraud." And he starts he starts like he's like. Like, ah, ah, like kind of shit, <laughs> and you're like, you know, if a vampire did it to me, like, what are you doing, man? Like, he's like, he's new to the vampire Can game. Can you just kill me or something? Like, this <laughs> yeah, is, it's like this is on me. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah he just goes goes fucking ape shit, and he gets like the snaggliest vampire teeth. Oh, they were. This was the worst prop of the movie. <laughs> yeah. His vampire teeth, and Peter grabs his cross. I think what it is is like. When you're because when you're dealing with baby vampires like Ed, you don't have to have a lot of faith because he just puts it right on him and burns his fucking Ooh, forehead. Murray, here's what's happening. He never believed vampires were real to begin with. He was doing it for the show, right? And he so with the first time he was holding up the cross, it meant nothing. It, he didn't believe in vampires. Then he met a fucking vampire. So now he believes in it. But then so he doesn't believe what... in it later on. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right. why. That's why. So my... Now that he was, he was actually about to die. Uh, and so in a moment of desperation, he, uh, he he pulls out the one thing that he has left and it yeah. works. 
that makes perfect sense. The only time anyone really believes in God is when they're about to die. <laughs> so that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And lo and behold, it works. It burns Ed's fucking face. Like my beautiful face. Ah! And he just leaps out a window. The master will get you. <laughs> Suckle ring. Suck on Yeah. He should have really. I mean. I, <laughs> Poor choice. They should have just some like audio like later on, like, yeah, like yeah. a real voice, because with the fangs you're gonna have a list. But there's right. nothing frightening about a list. Right. The mouthar will get you. So Charlie has attempt back at the club. Charlie has attempted to call the cops. They're not answering. Then he's like, I'm just gonna have to call Peter. And Amy is like, No, 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 sweet my sweet child. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We paid him $500. Well, I know, but who else am I supposed to call? Do you know his number? She's like, oh, I, I me- memorized his number. I don't know how she memorized his number. Because she never. Because you had to back in those days. We didn't have cell phones. But she, she never to- called them. She just showed up at his house. That's true. Maybe. So, all right. Maybe he gave her his card or something. There we go. There we go. She he he gave her uh her he gave you have any her his birthday parties. You need a vampire killer. There we go. Uh, or that I do parties. So yeah. So while he, Charlie's just trying to get a hold of Peter, and then Amy noticed out of the corner of her eye the sexy young man across the dance floor. Jerry got a new Cosby sweater on. Yep. Um, you know, and he's using that beautiful Anne Rice uh, sexual thriller vampiric charm yeah, to he's hypnotizing her. call her to the dance floor. And he's just weaving his way through the what's playing. We're playing on, on the- uh, actually, yeah, this is probably the most dynamic part of the soundtrack because it swaps songs at least three times throughout all of this. Doesn't play play them all the way through, but it yeah. it, it just swaps it based upon what's going on. So as uh, as Peter's trying to call somebody, anybody, uh, good man in a bad time is playing. Where basically it, it, it's like uh, he's in a bad spot trying to get that get that shit worked out, and then. Uh, once it swaps over to uh, Jerry uh, wooing Amy in the on the dance floor, uh, the music changes to "Give It Up," where uh, basically you're letting it all hang out and and uh, and uh, going for it. And then, um, as uh, after a few twirls with with Jerry, oh, actually, yeah, there's an interesting kind of a, kind of a transformation that happens with it, Amy yeah. on the dance floor where she. Uh, she, uh, as it's kind of described uh, by the by the director, I think she just kind of grows up uh, and uh, puts her like frizzes up her hair to give herself like the big eighties hair and whatnot. Get sexy eighties hair. She yeah. no longer has a lesbian haircut anymore. <laughs> and really goes for it. And then uh, after well, you, after left, you couple, left out, Chris, they both oh, go ahead. mutual cake grabbing. They both grab each other's asses. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, yeah, I mean. After a couple of twirls, they, uh, she notices that uh, he doesn't have a reflection in the mirror behind them. And uh, that's when uh, Charlie cuts in and the music changes again to uh, you can't hide from the beast inside uh, and as the... Uh, as the vampire and Jerry starts to come out again and just uh, uh, deflects Charles uh, sucker punch and, uh, and basically uh, gives him the ultimatum uh, with Amy. 
I really like that because it does switch through so many songs, but they flow into each other so well. Like, it's not jarring at all. Like, I was like, wait a minute. Is that the same song? I found myself asking me that. I didn't even realize they go through, like, three or four songs in that whole scene. But And since this is the 80s, everyone's coked out, so they don't notice that he's not casting a reflection. Oh, yeah, no one notices. Mirrors. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they just assume that his coke fingers are, yeah. like, yeah. Right. They're, 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 are you holding? They're hoping they're hoping to meet him up in the bathroom for a rail. Right. Um, and, and so, yeah, like, Charlie uh, throws his weak punch. Jerry just catches the fist, starts crushing his hand. Yeah. Again, no one cares because it's right. just a party. It's a good time. Right. Well, the b- bouncers care because they're like, what the, the fuck's going oh, that's on That's why here? the bouncers do come out. And uh, uh, Chris pointed out on this notes, this this one biker, uh, one uh, bouncer was a biker in Friday the 13th Part 3. Ooh, and they're like, "Hey, motherfucker! Like, what are you doing? You fucking with the, you know? Get the fuck out of here!" And uh, Jerry's like, "Fuck this shit! I'm full vampire mode now. I don't give a fuck what you guys yeah. say." So, I one of the grand bouncers grabs Charlie and calling him out, and the other one's like, "You got to fucking bounce, motherfucker!" And then Jerry goes full on vampire. He's got the eyes, the claws. Slashes what color dude's... were his eyes? We've been talking about eye colors a lot lately. Yellow, weren't they? Yeah, that's what I thought. Are so... they orange sometimes too? Like I can't remember him being orange in a couple. Yeah, it kind of goes through a spectrum. So did Forever Night? I guess. So that's a thing. My God, we're learning so much more about. God, we got to crack those Anne Rices again. <laughs> Interview of the Vampire is a movie. <laughs> it's and, three hours, though. Yeah, and it's got Tom Cruise. And, and Brad Pitt. And, and so, uh, yeah. So he slashes the fucking one uh, bouncer's throat. And the other one, who looks like Abdullah the Butcher, is like... <laughs> Abdullah! He's like, he comes up. He's like, Leroy! And Leroy comes up. He backdrops him or something. No, he grabs him by the throat, jacks him up, and Jack- then just hurls like a bowling ball, throws Abdullah oh, through wow. there, right through the barbed wire. And then the fuck, obviously, everyone freaks the fuck out and starts running through the egg for the exit. Yeah. So Charlie got, gets a hold of Amy, and they think they're going to get out, but they get separated because of the crowd. Yep, they and, get stampede, man. This is why you don't want to be around people when they're in a crowd. This is how you end up with January 6s. Right. And uh, Jerry gets a hold of Amy and takes her, and he's like, you and Peter, meet me at my house, or Amy's fucking a goner. And I love this. Charlie gets outside just in time to see them drive away in their Jeep Wrangler. And Evil Ed is sitting out the back going, Hey, Brewster! He's like, oh! <laughs> Yeah, he's got he's a like gr- cover in his mouth. Like he's got something. a great cackle. Yeah, yeah, i give him that. Yeah. He could he could have been the giggler in Death Wish 3. He could have been a giggler in Death Wish 4 or 5. He could have you been a giggler in any of the movies. <laughs> so that's the, that's the thing. Either Peter... And Jer- uh, Charlie have to show up tonight, or Amy dies. So <sighs> we, uh, I think he go. Re- so Charlie runs, o- runs over to Peter's apartment. Of Peter's course, getting that he's got all the shit packed up. He's ready to leave, and he's like, "Peter, we have to do it. Call the fucking police. They uh, won't listen." Charlie, you need to understand. I played a character. You don't seem to understand fantasy and reality. My you name's have- not even Peter Vincent. No. It's Vincent Price. It's Vincent Price. It's Peter Price. As you go I thought it. his name was Terry Fied. Terry Fied. Terrified. Sounds <laughs> like an awful 90s wrestler. <laughs> He's just like, I'm just, a, I'm just a fraud. You're not a fraud. You're Peter Vincent, the great vampire killer. 
And that's what, with an actor, you just got to fluff that ego. And he's like, you know, you're kind of right. I am a great vampire killer. Yeah. Let's do this shit. Yeah. You know? Pumping him up. He's like, I've heard you fucked more bitches than the vampire Lestat. <laughs> and you got your own movies. <laughs> Lestat didn't get a movie. He's got True. him. He's got him. True. What's up with that? What is up with that? <laughs> so, so while they're thinking about that... <laughs> We cut back to Jerry's place, and he's got uh, Amy in a white uh, Elvira outfit. I was going for Marilyn Monroe. I thought it was yeah, it was very yeah. Yeah, It's it's more like a Marilyn Monroe type. Okay. And the setting here, I recognize this setting. This is the very John DeHart setting here. Fireplace crackling in the background. There was no hot tub in this. There was no hot tub. But Billy John hasn't da- put it in yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I was just going to say you mean Billy, but you yeah. said Billy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the permit for that one hasn't been approved by the city yet. <laughs> that could be it, too. <laughs> this house is going to get up to code. We'll kill people in it, but it better be up to code. Amy notices the painting. This is his fuck room. He's got the painting of her. Yeah, well, really, it's it's, a, it's the one that looks like her. And it's, we see what's. I'm sorry. What's interesting is that like when she was still in her child face, she always had like a scrunchie or something in her yeah. hair. Then of course, like we talked, the du- dual grab cake, cake grab, yeah. and then she became the woman. The hair she fluffed woke, out. Woke in their womanness. Yeah. But now, of course, she still has the woke woman haircut. Yeah. Um. But. In the painting, she's a child still. She's got, like, the scrunchies in her hair and everything. So I just thought that was weird that it was, like, that was what he was into. That he always had it painted with the fucking... He, he, maybe he's, he's attracted to the innocence of it, you know? Yeah. Because of the dark life he leads. Yeah, okay. Maybe he murdered her. <laughs> like, we don't know what his relationship... Because he didn't really go into it. He's like, that's a bitch I knew. That's all he says. Right. But we see, like, a coke, the coke finger in her hand. Got the little mixtape. Puts the fang and fuck mixtape on. The fang- you know, he's got yep. the uh, Billy put in the woofers and all that shit, the surround sound. So, of course, of course. this is 80 surround sound, by the way. So, these speakers are fucking huge. Yes. Yeah. Mounted in every corner. If they fall down, they're murdering somebody. And, and come to me starts playing to, to match the mood. Mm. Mm. Do you know the, song, the title of this song? That, that was it. Come to me. Come, come to me. me. Very Come to me. Yep. Short and simple. And he, he's. Fucking, un- he undoes his pirate shirt, shows off a little chest hair. Yeah, he already had it half buttoned down, but then when he lays down by that crackling fire, he's just he's like just tenderly looking in her eyes. Yeah. She's like nervous. This is like this is like a woman being fucked for the first time. You it know? really is. And he thought, uh, well, he goes in for a kiss, and I think she she shies away yeah, from it, flinches a little. And so then what he does is the most romantic thing you can do to a child who is not sure if they want to fuck for the first time. Boops her on the nose, then the upper lip, then the lower lip, and then lifts her chin a little bit. That's the secret code. That's, That's the, the move, Konami yeah. code. And it works. It worked. Because she immediately undoes yes, her fucking She job. goes in the back. She's like, I, the last guy I was with couldn't do this, so I'm just going to do it for you. Yeah, actually, then, how did she know how to take that off? Because she woke up in it and wasn't wearing it before. So that means that he or Billy probably undressed her and put her in it after. Billy. Billy. Yeah, it was Billy's really job. <laughs> but oh, hey, she, she, she's under a spell now so maybe he just telepathically sent her but she does it and then he just sinks his teeth right into her shoulder not even yes. her <laughs> and we see the blood pour I think that's the only blood we even see in this fucking movie yeah that's a good point I think it might be so uh, yeah no, there's a bit more blood later on when, when Ed oh, bites it yeah, yeah. so Charlie 
he's waiting outside, ready to go. We get a little jump scare where we think it's like Bill. You see a hand come out off screen. Mm-hmm. It's fucking. It's it's Peter Vincent. Got the fucking Sherlock Holmes outfit on. He, got the case. I felt that when he shows up, let's kill a vampire. I I had chills. I loved it. That's why he's a great actor. I popped. Yeah, I, and I love the the kind of disparity between how prepared each of them is, because uh, uh, Peter has his professional vampire slaying get up yes. and, and kit, and uh, Charlie just has a not a ball peen hammer, but basically like just a regular work hammer and <laughs> a broken part of his picket fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he's not a veteran. I mean, does each monster that you hunt have a different vessel you're supposed to bring with you? Because, like, vampires, it yeah. seems to be a leather case. I so, would think so. Yeah, so I wonder, like... Well, like if, I think, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, I think if you're going after a, a werewolf, you have the bandoliers with yeah, the bullets. Think... Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's what best suits your equipment. Yeah. Oh, then, oh my God, we, we're... This is amazing. We're vampire <laughs> telepathically sending each other all these signals. Right. This is great. So... Uh, Charlie's like, let's go! And he's like, Charlie, we're going to the back door. Expect us in the front door. Go to the back door. And then the front door is open. So they're like, well, I guess we, they, open, they invited us in. We got to go. Yeah. And then doesn't it just close behind them automatically? Yes. Yeah. Well, the, first of all, apparently the sauna got put in because there's steam coming off of this house big time. That's right. When they were outside, <laughs> it is just it's a bubbling cauldron of a house. We see Father Karras in the streetlight from Exorcist standing there in the fog. And he's like, is this that 1976 evil? Like, 978 evil? That's across the street. That's where the, the possessed girl is. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the first time I tried using a fog machine in my old apartment. Um, I put just a little bit of, of fog juice in there and was t- turning it on for the first time just to put it on a trickle. Uh, just for a little bit of mood and see how it worked, and it just it just fucking exploded. Built <laughs> every room in the apartment with smoke and set off all of the fire alarms. Oh, no. <laughs> so I just shut off the alarms, cracked open, all, like flung open all the windows, and just chilled uh, in the the sofa right outside of one of them, just with a magazine. Like, no, nothing's <laughs> going on here, sir. Nope, no, don't, that's not smoke. <laughs> Is it really fog juice? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you pour fog juice into a fog machine and it heats up and it turns into smoke. It's All nasty right. shit because I was at a show and I was in the front row and they had a fog machine. I was and... at that show with you. Are you talking about the show where they actually started a fire? No. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that. The, it was like two Halloweens ago. We went and saw uh, the, the Detroit Halloween band. Oh, Acid Witch? Acid Witch, and it was in that like that long bar. Yeah, okay. yeah and I, don't I like remember a fire. There was a fire. There was a fire. I, I think we. That. I think we went to the bathroom, and so you were still <laughs> in the bathroom or something. But yeah, like there was a bunch of smoke and everything. And then I walked up to the front, and everyone's like, "Yeah, there's just a fire right there," and everyone was still crowded on the stage. So people are like, "Move, fire!" And everyone was just like, "No, it's Acid Witch, dog. Like this is great. This is what we came for." It's like two years uh. ago. Yeah, so uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's been twenty years because of the pandemic. It feels it, re- like. it really has. So they go in, and then <sighs> Jerry's at what he's. He loves his dramatic entrances. So yep. he's back up at the top of the steps. He's dragging his long coke nail. Yeah, you know, sc- scratching up the newly restored uh, banister railing. Billy's like, oh, like come on. 
Yeah, that's something else he's going to have to fix I now. I just sanded that shit. I just stained it. That's, that's careful time. A lot of elbow grease. That's all about patience and fucking... Oh. And always the showman shirt. Like, Welcome to Fright Night. And he just stares at him. For real. Oh, just... oh crap. That actually reminds me of something that we forgot to mention. Ooh. There wasn't a real title sequence at the start of this, uh, like a common one. It just pops up on the TV screen as Peter Vincent announces Fright Night. Yeah. And that was it. That was pretty cool. I liked how they did that. So Peter's super pumped up. I think he t- he he's probably snorted a little coke before he came in on air. Because you think he's, he's got that in one of his little he, tinctures. He, yeah, or something? he's got it in his hair. Yeah, and he runs up with that cross. He's like, "I'm gonna fuck this fucker up." And for a second, Jerry's like, ah! and then he's like, "Motherfucker, you got no faith." Yeah, he w- he he said it before Gandalf did. You have no power here. <laughs> Thou shalt not pass. <laughs> and. uh... But Charlie, he's full of faith. He's 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 George Michael. Well, he's, he's got to have. He's gonna say Limp Bizkit. That's right. That's a George Michael song. <laughs> he's got the leather jacket with the pearls and the fucking thing. That was because uh, Peter was like, "You're embarrassed me wearing a fucking members only jacket going in here. Let's get you. Let's get you a wardrobe. You need leather, my boy." <laughs> so, and this works. And <laughs> Jerry's like. Great vampire noises. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's like, we got you, motherfucker. And he's yeah. like, do you? And he just scurries away. And then our boy fucking Billy shows up. All six foot 13 of him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and Dick is just swinging everywhere. This man, <laughs> he gets strangled. So people. here's the question. What the fuck is Billy? He's not a vampire because he can go out in the sun, yet. He's supernatural. Yeah. Because he gets shot in the forehead so, by Peter. Okay, okay. Let's set up a little bit more. We can't we can't get to the shooting yet. But Peter does do. say Peter does say I'm standing my ground. I will say that much. Yes, he does. Yeah. I don't know how that works uh when you're in somebody's house that you <laughs> you were invited in. <laughs> it's, it's happened. We we have a story of a cop that was in somebody's house and shot them and was like, Hey, your fault. Uh, yeah, 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 but I mean no. there as far as I know, Peter's not a cop. So you can't. I don't know if that still works. He played a cop once on Columbo. Did, no, he didn't. I told you he was the fucking. I'm not saying Roddy McDowell. I'm saying Peter Vincent was on oh, an episode of Columbo. Uh, actually, he was, and uh, yeah, he uh, he was the murderer. He was the murderer on that one. Yeah, he was also the murderer. So, on that okay, one. get back to what you were saying about. Dougie. All right, so Peter gets like fucking thrown off the staircase. Not yet. He shoots. The first thing he does is he shoots uh, Billy in the face. Oh. And then they think he's done. They're like, well, he's dead. Because, he, like us, we're assuming he's human. Because he goes out in the sun. Once again, and there's no info. I, I look for info on the internet about it. There's no info what the fuck Billy is. Billy's more superhuman than fucking Jerry is. Yeah. Because he can go out in the sun, and he apparently has all these fucking vampire powers. Yeah. Do you have any idea? Chris, you're the fucking expert. Do you have an idea yeah. what, what he yeah. is? Uh, the best thing that I could kind of come up with, uh, and I, I've always wondered this, is that he might just be uh, like sort of a uh, like a vampire's thrall, uh, where it's basically just like a, a charmed person, uh, somebody who's brainwashed by the vampire to do his bidding. But in this case, it would be somebody that he basically, I guess, like made, I guess, maybe. Best thing I could kind of figure for for what happens to him. Yeah, I just 
I don't know, because I feel like in this scene, this is where Billy gets gets the best of them. Because I think he throws Peter down the the down the stairs, and then Peter just fucking fucks right off and leaves Charlie oh, to his own device. Actually, yeah, we we actually skipped ahead a bit there because Billy has doesn't get shot until Peter comes back. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I I totally blanked out on this scene. I remember <laughs> Billy in this scene then. So yeah, because Billy Billy gets the cheap shot in and fucking just runs over Peter and throws him down. And Peter, despite being an old man, is very spry. His hips must be titanium already. He hops right up and runs up. No, the no, door. he no, he throws Charlie. And oh, then he Peter Charlie. bitches out. He goes, oh, <laughs> and just leaves fucking Charlie. All right, we're back on track. Yes. We're back on yes. track. <laughs> so he like, which I liked. I like because that's real, man. Like he he he. He, he had that fake like confidence, confidence, and then as soon as shit goes down, he freaks out and he, runs. Well, yeah, because he he thought he had the faith in the in the crucifix. It right. didn't work. Now he's getting charged by fucking. We'll get into it. What the fuck is Billy? And <laughs> yeah. yeah, now now here he is getting charged over. He's like, I'm gonna go call the cops now. Right. He runs. Well, he runs next door to Charlie's house. And he's like, Mrs. Bruce, Mr. Bruce, it's a fucking vampire. We have to call the cops. And he runs. He, he runs right in the bedroom. Doesn't knock at all. No. And a, he's got to flip through her shit. He did beforehand. He's like, oh, I don't have that. Yeah. You know, and he <laughs> palms it, throws it in one of the many pockets of his Sherlock Holmes jacket. And apparently, uh, Billy, uh, Ch- Charlie's mom is into Raggedy Ann cosplay or something <laughs> because she has a Raggedy Ann wig. So, oh, or in, right next to the Rucker Hauer wig. Those were, yep, you noticed yep. that? I did notice that. And uh, so he's like, Tapping on him because he knows because Charlie did they had a heart to heart on the way over. The he's drugs. Like, he talked about his mom's drug problem. Yeah, and he's, he's tapping on her. It's fucking evil Ed, dude, with the raggedy Ann wig on. All right, was that was that in Charlie's house or did Evil Ed have that wig? That's I'd like to. I, I liked the initial idea that you had better word. Maybe with Charlie's mom was just into some weird kinky shit. <laughs> what do you think chased Dad away? <laughs> It's like, I can't deal with doll sex, all right? That's too freaky for me. <laughs> yeah. And she probably, like, pops in all black eye contacts Ooh, and that just, would, that would be just oh, God. dead-eyed oh, into him. Man. And he, he was like, look, this this Literally, she literally wants to be ragdolled. Yeah. Ooh, that's, yeah. that's weird. Oh, I'm <laughs> The whole Brewster family is fucking creepy. That's why she's on drugs. She can't even deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. She's got. She she had to take volume to have normal sex. Who knows? She might be a sex worker for all we know. She might. She might. That's why she makes the money to afford this house. I. God. At some point, she probably. That's why she keeps working the night shifts. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. It's all sad state of America, middle America. Think it's all fucking Bruce Springsteen songs. (laughs) So yeah, it's Ed. And he's just like, ah, 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 like, and like, Peter's like, ah, and then runs, falls, like, he's a klutz, he falls on, like, an end table, busts yep. it up, yep. and then we hear, like, some, like, growling. With and the- it com- from around the corner comes the gray wolf. Right. The gray I wolf making stock tiger noises. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like an eagle. They shriek like idiots, so you got to use a hawk. And apparently <laughs> wolves that. aren't that cool, so you got to use a... Because they howl, and you don't want to howl. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And so, yeah, which uh, which there is a precedent for uh, vampires turning into wolves, so I'll allow okay. it. Okay, And he leaps, and then fortunately, like, uh, uh, Peter did bust up the, the end table. He better pay for that. Yep. He grabs a table leg, and just so happens, he's, 
uh, as he grabs it, Evil Ed lunges, pales him right in the heart. We see that in so many action movies where you right. just pull, turn over, <laughs> you have a little stick there waiting for the guy's chest, and he just kills himself. And he flies over the side of the staircase. And then, you know, we, we get it's a pretty sad moment because we see, like, Ed, is, Ed, at the end of the day, Ed's just a mixed up kid. All yeah, right? yeah. You know? And he just wants to be accepted. So that's why he accepted Jerry's, like, offer. So. We get, like, a little clip of him, like, dying in agony, and he's, like, transforming back into human and right. everything. And Roddy's doing a great job. Quite little. It's more like a, a, a five-minute sequence where <laughs> the film just completely just kind of stops, and you're you're watching this, like, reverse transformation yeah. as Ed is, like, painfully morphing back into a human from the dog, the wolf form. And it's yeah. really gross and cool-looking. I, I will admit that. Yeah. It was really cool looking. Did we we didn't get any music for that scene either, did we? Uh I think if anything it would have just been been almost ambient uh orchestral stuff to to set the mood. Some nice Casio keyboard. And Roddy's doing a great job. He's tearing up. He's like, This is a child I killed, you know. He's feeling a little guilty about this. Yeah, Roddy's really killing it here. And then we see like the the Crucifix burn disappears from his head, so we we're like, "Oh, he's he's dead," you know. Which I don't know. I'm, I I'm gonna refer to the master, but do, a stake doesn't really kill a vampire. It just puts them in a, like a stasis, a form of stasis. Like they they they're like in a, almost like a vampire coma because they're not really dead. Because if you take the stake out, they come back to life, right? Yeah, yeah. You you're supposed to stake them to uh, prevent them from being active, and then. Uh, and then you dispose of the of the body, uh, usually by means of fire, uh, like Vincent Price did in Last Man on Earth, or El Santo in whichever movie it was in which he fought a horde of vampires and then proceeded to just light their coffins on fire in the basement. Uh, or, like Jerry did, you behead them. That's why Jerry beheaded all the hookers, because he didn't want them coming back as vampires. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, yeah. Okay. But you would think Peter would know this because he is the only only roles he ever had were vampire killers. But no, he pulls the stake out. Interesting. And then, because well, he needs it to go back to the house, you know. All right. But and that's so, a mistake. Yeah. And back over at the other house, Jerry, uh, he is just kind of playing games with Charlie, who's just wandering through the house at this point, and he happens into the the big double doored room where Amy is being held. And he goes over and he lifts up Amy and he's like, oh, are you okay? And I think he's maybe. Well, no, like uh, Jerry, like he's got him slung over his, because Billy knocked, uh, like he pointed oh, out, he, okay. knocked, he knocked Charlie out. So, so Jerry's Jer- like, I'm slung over his shoulder, th- throws him down. He's like, playing some mind games with yeah, him. Yeah, he's like, here's your girlfriend. And he pulls out a stake. You're going to need this. And then it sticks oh, it in the ground yeah. and then just walks out. Billy would have been very upset to see those fine wood floors. <laughs> those are original wood floors, by the way. Yeah, I know. You can't buff I've- that out, Jerry. Yeah. Those wood floors are fucked now. <laughs> and so he's like, yeah, he's like being sadistic because we're like, you're thinking like, wasn't this his dream woman? Like a reincarnation of his dream woman? He doesn't give a fuck about Amy at all. He's like toying with him. He's like, yeah, kill your fucking girlfriend. I, I, it's funny. Yeah. And he locks him in the room. And, and then she and then 
like Charlie does the most stupidest thing. He grant because she's all like curled up in in the fertile position, the fertile position, of course. Yes, and <laughs> he picks her up and she he rolls her over and he sees she's got black eyes and fangs and he goes no and he pulls her to his neck like you don't <laughs> fucking do that. <sighs> it's and, just instinct for now, right? It, it's gonna bite you. He, well, he did try to undo the. He still couldn't do undo the clasp on the. Yeah, bag. I did see he, that. He was like, I got to get the second because, base because her. Did you notice? We were pointing out she's becoming more of a woman. Her tits got bigger. Tits got bigger. And her hair, hair got longer. Because she's becoming a woman now. She got rid of the sensible lesbian haircut, and now she has this flowing <laughs> mane, red mane of hair. Her hair got red, too. Yeah, her hair got very red. So, yeah, so he's, like, screaming. Uh, now, now Peter sneaks back in the house. It's just fucking the fog machine is on crazy now it's just oh nuts. yeah you're expecting- i think they're i think they had much like chris too much fog juice because <laughs> <laughs> billy's trying to set a mood so he's just like i know what i'll do i'll put some fog juice on oh and, he's just, and then jerry's like billy were you just like gonna set up some fog and watch a movie or something <laughs> like what we were just testing it out right yeah i was just testing it out uh because i was gonna every halloween i have a I have a movie night uh, okay. marathon thing with my friends and uh, i was just gonna have it going in the background and we inevitably did that so and, I was, uh, yeah it was a little too much yeah i'm glad i'm glad it came back to i was gonna watch a movie with my friends with the fog because that's what did you watch the fog that would oh mm. maybe penitentiary three <laughs> a lot of fuck anyway so, so, so peter sneaks back into the house he hears the scream from uh, 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 Charlie. Yeah. And he's like, like, Charlie, make some noise. I need to break the door down. And then Charlie's like, no, panning on it. We cut down to the, the basement where they're preparing uh, Amy's coffin. They're putting some dirt in, some soil, you know, the whole oh, soil. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and then, I, guess uh, they, uh, I guess they didn't really have a whole lot of faith in, uh, in Charlie's odds at yeah. besting Amy. <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, Jerry's like, I think somebody woke up. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, that's right. And, so, and he's eating an apple while he's doing that. Of he course really he's is. eating an apple, yeah. With a knife, he's like cutting off slices. And it's just sitting there thinking about it. He's like, you know what? I think we have an extra visitor. Did they free Amy? Like, they're taking her with her? I don't remember. I think they left her in the room or something. They leave her in the room. All right, so Charlie... He's watched his Vincent Price. Well, no, no. Peter tells him. Oh, Peter tells Peter him because he's the vampire straight expert. from the horse's mouth, right? And he's like, "Look, if we kill the uh, kill Jerry before dawn, she will go back to being a human." Ah, so so now the the turns have tabled. I'm... The turns have tabled. The turns have tabled. <laughs> How many beers have I had while we were recording this? None. Can't even fucking sick as hell. So now, but the. Tables have turned, and now they're going to be hunting the right. Jerry. So, like, yeah, so Jerry, well, no, Jerry's still stalking them because Jerry knows something's going on. Okay. So he is, like, lurking. He's, like, flying outside the house, oh, like, okay. lurking and, like, pe- peeking through windows because they're, like, searching. They're, they're, cause they, they're looking for the coffin. Oh, like, okay. where's Where do they keep the coffin? Right. And this is where they come back to the big staircase and everything. Yeah. And I think I think uh, Jerry's freaking him out by the stained yeah. glass, chirping away at it and everything. Well, he, no, he's at a window next to it, peeking in. And, okay. like, and then, like, uh, Charlie goes, get away from the window. And that's where uh, Jerry fucking busts through the gigantic uh, stained glass window. Yeah. And, of course, this is where we finally get the scene you've been excited about. <laughs> yeah. Billy shows up. 
And he's just slowly climbing up the stairs. In where where did they even get this gun from? Because don't they shoot him? Yeah, he had no key. It was, one it, was a, it was a sort of a leftover prop gun that real gun that uh, that Peter brought with him. Okay. But fortunately, it was the same gun that killed Brandon Lee on the set of the crow. Aww. So you can murder people with this prop Aww. gun. <laughs> For back to last year's Schlocktober when we did the crow. So, yeah, God, so that he, was a whole year ago. <laughs> yes, exactly. So he Black shoots of a year. He shoots Billy in the forehead. They're like easy peasy, done. And then they turn back to to uh to uh Jerry, got the cross on him. Yeah. Well, and, actually Billy keeps walking at him with the gun, isn't it until like cuz he oh, picks up um, Peter, right? Well, no, what happens is they pull they they're like we're going to kill you now, Jerry, cuz they figure like we oh, got rid of okay. your goon and then Jerry's like freaking out cuz of the cross. He's he's like protecting his eyes. Okay. And then he's like they're like we got you motherfucker and then he goes do you and then he scurries away. Oh, okay. And then, and then the moment that uh uh oh wait, I wrote the wrong name on here. The moment Peter says uh, he was just bluffing. Billy sits up behind them at the base of the staircase. Yeah. He does an Undertaker move. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, he did the Undertaker move. Just and, tinged. And he starts walking up the steps, and he just, un- I will say, Peter was like, I'm standing my ground. I'm standing my ground. And he starts unloading into fucking uh, Billy, and Billy's just no selling it. He just keeps walking. Yeah. Maybe he's a mummy. Oh, he's, a, he's an uncovered mummy. I've never seen an uncovered mummy. Well, now you have, because it's Billy. I like it. And then this is where he, he gorilla press, because like, he's getting ready for the fucking tombstone powder driver. He's got to soften <laughs> up a, Peter. Right? So he grabs Peter. He's got to soften up the 80-year-old man. Is this AEW booking? <laughs> he does a gorilla press, and then Charlie goes, no, and then stabs him in the heart. And this is where I'm like, we're like the confusion, because no other vampire has this happen to them. He just turns into pea soup. And dust. <laughs> it's very Indiana Jones how he melts away. Yeah, I, yeah, it was, it's really cool gross, and I love it. Yeah, it was. It was just a fucking cool shit effect. And he looks at his hands, and they're melting and shit. Yeah, and and then he just turns into a skeleton, and this collapses, and the bones go. We see the skull like slide across the floor, and so yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna say mummy. He's a mummy. Yeah, because well, because because uh, Jerry does uh, collect antiquities and relics, so maybe he found a mummy and he resurrected yeah. it. I mean, there is also the parallel of the the classic uh, plot bit of uh, of the mummy coming back from the dead and and then finding somebody who looks exactly like his ancient girlfriend and then falling in love with her. There you go. There we go. It's and, all. And I got to say once again, I got ahead of myself because I said some shit that happened that did not happen until later, but. <laughs> Jerry's outside <laughs> the room. Jerry's outside lurking. Yeah. And then he goes. He's doing his best uh, crow guitar <laughs> fucking riff on the and roof. And then he goes, Amy, awake. <laughs> what? Awake. Show me how much you love me. You, it's really hard to talk with the prosthetics and yes. everything. There's, there's some giant ass fucking teeth. In these yeah. Things. It's yeah. not like the fucking Belagosi, like two little things. Yeah. And then she comes to, she's all sweaty, she gets out of the fertile position. She's got, she's fertile now because she's got big jugs and she's got the long fucking red hair. And the, she's not wearing a bra. I don't know yeah. if they brought in a, a double for this at this point because she looks so different with all the makeup and the long hair. They did have a boob hair. double. She had like a, like fake boobs covering her real boobs. Oh, really? Yeah. That, oh, Actually, okay. that was at IMDb. Okay. 
And so, yeah, so she's looking sexy as fuck now. She's a woman now. He's turned her into one. That one good vampire fucking turned her right into a woman. <laughs> it's all it takes. How? Oh, my God. She, she was so orgasmic. I mean, it was like... She, he sunk the fangs, and then I guess he sunk his dick into her, and it was it was incredible. So they lock her in the room because they run in to get her, and then she's all full vampire mode. So they lock her in the room. Yeah, and this is where Jerry crashes through the fucking okay. stained glass window. Yeah, and we get we like like every classic eighties movie, we get three fucking different shots of it, like from one angle, from another, and from another, and then he confronts Peter. Yeah. <laughs> And Peter's full of, he's like, once again, he's confident again. And he pulls out that fucking crucifix. Yeah, and he's, Ch- Charlie's all the way downstairs. Just stay down there, my boy. I've got this one. And then Jerry's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> You must have faith for it to work, <laughs> Mr. Vincent. Oh, my God. And then, then I, I think I think we're onto something. What Chris said: once if you're 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 about to die, you get fade. Yeah, and he notices that the, the dawn is coming, the sun is rising. If you're watching Laserdisc version and you zoom in, you can actually see Charlie down below mouthing out, "Cause you gotta have faith, the faith, the faith." <laughs> and I think that's what did it. Was he, he like Peter can pick up on those? Well, he also noticed that the sun's coming up, so he's like, "I'm not going to die now because fucking." Well, know, the cuckoo clocks go off, right? All of them go off. Yeah, and then that Billy's he, got a lot of work to do. He's got to repair the whole house every every time. He's got to look up when dawn's going to be and adjust the clock every right. so. It, yeah, yeah he, he's got a lot of work. He's got to stop being a skeleton first, and then and then yeah. pull it all together and do all of that. <laughs> and then Jared's like. Oh! And he just leaps off the, the staircase and turns into a, like a bat. Yeah. And because uh, like, cause, uh, Peter's like, you're out of time. We got you now. Right. Does he go after somebody's face or do they just fucking snag him out of the air? No, they run downstairs. Yeah. And then uh, Peter's finally got some balls. So he pushes, to get out of the way, pushes Charlie out of the way. And the bat attacks him and lunges on him. Yeah. But he grabs the femur bone of Billy that happens to be at the bottom of the steps. That's and right. And locks yeah. the bat. So the bat's like gnawing on that bone. And then uh, uh, Charlie tries to stop him and he gets bitten on the arm by the bat. Ooh. And it like, looks like they're going to get fucked again. But then some ray of sunshine just hits on Jerry. Jerry fucking's like, fuck this shit. I got to go down to my fucking coffin. Right. So the bat flies down to the basement. So what I don't get about this, why does he have to be, like, are his batteries at zero? He can't function anymore because the sun's coming out? Because the basement is dark. He's so in I didn't full, like, I think he's in full, like, panic mode. He's just like, he's never been, like, it's been, maybe never that he's been in this situation. So he's like... I got to get to my fucking coffin. I'll deal with this shit later. Right. Because he, he figures they don't know where his coffin is because he's got that, like Chris pointed out, that hidden room. So yeah. He probably figures I'll just get him next night. So now we're going down into the basement where they have their work cut out for him. Because, again, to bring up Indiana Jones, the basement is just full of shit. It's, it's a pigsty. Yeah. It's a pigsty. It's, it looks like the warehouse where they had the Ark of the Covenant. So they're trying to figure out where this coffin's hidden. And, of course, uh, Peter's like, Oh, I know, I know this one. Look for some candles on the wall and pull on them. He's just like tapping on the wall. Yeah, there's an empty spot here, and he's looking. So Peter's looking for this, and then Amy comes down and she's she's playing it up. She's just like Charlie. I thought you said I was your girl. Weren't we gonna go drink malts later? Don't you like these big titties I got? Look at these, tits look I got. these big tits I got. And you know he's he's still a teenage horny hey, teenage Pete, boy. You want a round second base? 
then he pulls out the crucifix and she cowers away. I thought you loved me. And then he just she pulls that move on. And the guy's like, oh, shit. He drops the fucking crucifix. All of a sudden, she's got a fucking alligator mouth. Like, <laughs> lunges at well, him. Well, this is interesting. Maybe her transform- transformation is into an alligator. So we got a wolf, a mummy, uh, a bat, a giant fruit bat, apparently, that loves Mist apples. And an alligator. And an alligator. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Does that sound kosher to you, Chris? Yeah, I'll buy it. Okay. All right. <laughs> right. So she... You think it would be a Louisiana type or like a Mississippi thing? It's like they turn into a gator, but oh well, I Iowa. I don't know. I mean, but... there is a 1950s film uh, called The Alligator People, so who knows? <laughs> Were so, they vampires? So she, yes. <laughs> so he like Peter's like I found it, and he like opens it. He does the, the three knocks. Yeah. Knock knock knock. And then it opens up, and then fucking Charlie's just fighting for his life, trying not to get attacked. Fortunately, there's so much shit he can hide behind. Yeah. That she can't get to him. She's like, fuck. There's so much shit down here. Peter's trying to pry open because it's uh, locked. The coffin's locked. The coffin's locked, just like every smart vampire would do. And it's locked, locked from, from the inside. It's got to be. It's but a nice there's detail. There's metal bands, and he uses a table leg yeah. to chip away at these metal bands. Okay, that, I call bullshit on that. I'll believe the vampire shit, but no, that would not happen. What if I told you Peter has been taking copious amounts of cocaine? <laughs> this is all just a coke dream Peter had. None of this is happening. <laughs> yes. Well, he opens up the, the coffin, and at this point, Charlie's like pinned down by Amy. He's about to get bit. Peter grabs the fucking table leg. Knocks it into fucking uh, to uh, to Jerry. Yeah, he gets it. He gets it part way in, but it's not so much where Jerry's completely paralyzed because his eyes open up, of course. And he reaches over and he grabs a stake and just pulls it out. And I, I well, he does a nice like move. He comes right like right up, like yeah, he does the Nosferatu thing where he just sits, stands straight up out of the coffin. And nice Undertaker can't even do that. Uh, yeah, Undertaker can't. Kane neither. Yeah. And he, like you say, he rips out the stake, and they're like, sh- and he th- throws it nonchalantly, but he hits one of those fucking million windows. He hits the window. Yes. Well, Fuck. Just, yeah. Well, he can't see anything. It's like a mess down there. Right. That's so, a good point. And then we see a little beam of light, and then that that gets an idea, and they're like, they just start busting fucking mirrors, not mirrors, uh, windows. Yeah. And tr- Jerry's, like, chasing him across the room, but he's dodging these beams of light Matrix style, and he's like, I gotta get back to my coffin. Even though his coffin was just fucking <laughs> broken into by an 80-year-old coke fiend, he's just gonna go back to the coffin? Well, he's desperate. He does, I mean, this is, like, fight-or-flight mode, and he's flighting. Yeah, you'd think he would try to kill the threats first, but... You would think so. Yeah. And, cause, and they're just, like, they're having a good old time. They're, like, toying with Jerry. They're just breaking another window. This, like I said, there's five million windows in this fucking basement. Yeah. And it just so happens that they have, like, the biggest bay window. <laughs> in a basement. In, in the basement. I don't know how that worked. And it wasn't even painted over. It wasn't? No. no. It was yeah, just, it just like, had a curtain. Oh, my God. Because fucking, well, Billy had so much shit, he had to get the hot tub in. You know, he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm trying to paint the windows, Jerry. Get that hot tub in. All right? Hot tub. I got a hot prostitute coming on. Coming over later. The only way she can get hot. She, is one of her turn ons is hot tubs. <laughs> so he, he he deserves his fate because yeah because well what, what happens is Peter's like I'll stop him and he slams the coffin shut 
and like you said, it's like that's the darkest room in the fuck. Like I don't know why Jerry left the fucking room, right? But he's just like, "You're fucked, Peter. I'm gonna fucking kill you now." And then Charlie's like, "Well, not if I pull this curtain away." <laughs> and he pulls it away, and he just fucking it's like getting shot with a cannon. It just blows fucking Jerry across the room. More cool effects too. I don't remember exactly what happens here. Doesn't he? Does he melt away or something? Yeah, he he burns away, and his skeleton is like this giant mutant bat thing that looked really neat. Yeah, and he's all Amy. All of a sudden, he loves Amy again. Like he's. Jeez. He, he kill play, her. He, like, he just plays mind games. He really he's is. Like... Mind games on mind games. His, his turn-ons would be mind games. Right. One of them. <laughs> Apples. <laughs> I wonder what kind of apple he likes. <laughs> That'd be golden delicious. Golden delicious? What the? <laughs> he is the most basic bitch ever. Golden <laughs> delicious? A man, 800 years old. Yeah. He likes the simple things in life. It's the original. OG. <laughs> You, you, did you know that that was the, that was the apple that Adam and Eve ate? It was a golden delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Amy turns back into a sensible lesbian. She's got the short hair again. <laughs> did we point out that this woman played Marcy Darcy, uh, uh, Al Bundy's neighbor on Harry with Children? That was her. Yes. Oh my. God. And she is a lesbian in real life. So her and Ed were gay. Are gay people in real life? Yep. No. Amanda Beers. Jesus, I did not know. I I even put that together, but now that you pointed out, she even had that same hair. (laughs) Yes, she has a because in real life she's a lesbian. She has a sensible lesbian haircut. Which wow, that's incredible. So yeah, so the 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 next day we get like call back to the opening scene. We see outside the house. Yeah, the house for sale again. The camera's slowly going up to the second floor window, Charlie's room, and we hear macking noises again. Yeah. But this time, they're going to really start fucking. But before they do, they got to watch their boy Peter Pan. He's got his job back. Here, Here's what I was saying. I was like, this is a, he's doing a live 30-minute movie, every hour-long movie every week because this is clearly live. Because yeah. during his, whatever this was, the scene, he fucking throws a shout-out <laughs> yeah. to his boy Charlie. He's like, I hope but... you're rounding uh, second base <laughs> or stealing second base Pete Rose style, my friend. And he winks at the camera. And he's like, on to our movie. He sold out, though. He's like, we're going to show Teenage Tit Freaks, you know? And it's like some oh, modern really? fucking movie. He's not doing those boring stuff. Even yeah. Mars wants flesh. Oh. Uh, and then immediately swaps to an overdubbed clip from Octoman, a 1970s film. <laughs> so he's still fucking with people because he didn't give them what they wanted. So Charlie's pulling his dick out, and then he notices in the, in the corner of his eye, he sees something across the across uh, house, in Jerry's house. And he's like, what's yep. that? And it was two like red glowing eyes. Oh, shit. And then he's like, ah, fuck it. That's some pussy right there. So he just leaps on top of Yeah. She, now she's ready to fuck. She's, she's a woman. She got, she got a good fucking by a man. She likes yeah. it. Yeah. Know? And uh, who knows what happened for first with Charlie. She probably turned off her sex the rest of her life. Well, she's got to break that dick in. So I, <laughs> she's going to be very underwhelmed, I imagine. And uh, I you know think who's really underwhelmed? Ed, because he's next door. And we know that because he goes, you're so cool, Brewster. This, just... And then the theme song plays and the credits roll. Oh, man. Wow. Very interesting movie. Yeah. Very cheesy. Well, yeah, it's one Very of my favorite fun. vampire movies. Yeah, you were saying that. That's one of your favorites. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah but uh, 
I well, first of all, I want to thank Chris for oh, like, yeah. for uh, always giving us the knowledge that we need about monsters. You know, we thank you for having me on again. And uh, clearly, it's like when you're out monster hunting, you just listen to movie soundtracks because you got all those soundtracks. I, and I, I just want to say, I hope you don't get the pit, the, the acid pit. It's still coming. It's coming. Yeah. End of the month. Somebody, one of our guests from Rucker Howard Month is going. That's right. And, you know, people are just telling me I'm being too negative. So I'm going to give one positive taste. We're still, we're waiting until the end of the month to say who gets the acid pit. But I'm going to give us a treat. I'm going to say who got the most downloads and who will get the luxury of doing their own movie. Oh. In the future, not right now. We still got to get through Schlocktober. So in- everyone else, there's still a 25% chance it's you. Yes. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reveal who the winner is. Yeah, I got I it. Got the, I, I got the results right here. Wait. Joe Corey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I demand a recap. Can we get Cyber Ninja? Cyber, cause they, did Cyber Ninja finish in Arizona? Can they come here and check Yeah, them? yeah, yeah. They, I don't, they, I don't, I don't know. Okay, all right. If we have to do Joe Corey, we'll do Joe Corey. <laughs> I mean, you you could do it. I'll I'll stay in the next door neighbor's house. <laughs> so that will be sometime in the future. But next week, Griff, you know how every thought October, I feel it's a duty. I'm I'm the the old man here, the child of the '80s. I always worry about satanic heavy metal music affecting kids because it's going to make a comeback sometime at some point. Yeah. And I want to warn the kids because we all know we have a. We're a family show, and I yeah. love and I love children, much like Heidi Sorensen, the flat-assed uh, Playboy playmate. And so I, it's my duty to warn people about the evils of satanic music. But not only satanic music, you know, there's evils of Christian heavy metal. Oh, and we're gonna find out about it in next week's movie, Black Roses. All right, that's all Ooh. I'm gonna say. And we'll, we'll see. That you one's next. been on my to-do list for a long time. Well, you're gonna have to because you, you got to be prepared. Watch it before next week, Chris. <laughs> otherwise we'll spoil we, it we'll spoil it <laughs> so we'll see you next week and keep it spooky